I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now listening to the Save Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe cast number 45 with Xmod Sween. Uh, Alec or Sween, I guess I'll just call you Sween. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really well. And um, yeah, call me whatever you want. I don't really mind. I, you know what? For, for a JMod, I went quite a while without my name being known until I think it was Mike D. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, well, I, I remember the, on the leadership stream. And since then, I just kind of owned it. And it, but you know what? It is my name. So yeah, whatever. Alec or Sween, entirely up to you. But okay. I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I do remember that clip. I, I watch all the Q&As and stuff and I... Uh, there are a lot of things that are clipped in discords and stuff of funny moments like that. So I definitely saw that one. No, it's all good. Um, it's, you know, those streams are really funny. Me, Mike and Kieran, when we're doing those, because there was a spell during lockdown when me, the three of us would stay on zoom calls for work. Just talking about work until like midnight at times. It was, it was wild. So the leadership streams were almost like an extension of that. <laughs> I just find it so funny. And it seemed like, Mod Mike D had no idea either, but he leaked it. But uh, was that the first time ever that it was leaked? Actually, no. Uh, Mod Wolf used to be the worst for it, didn't he? He used to just <laughs> drop everyone's everyone's names around, and he did it a few times. But I think we just kind of skated over the moment, and no one yeah. really, really took notice. Not that I cared. I, yeah, I wasn't. I'm not precious about it. Like if someone knew it, they might find my LinkedIn or some or some old social media profiles or yeah. some shit. But that's it. Yeah. Nah, that I don't, I don't find it a big deal, but it it definitely is like you know a safety thing, I guess, to just uh, have that covered. But it really is a pleasure to have you on. Uh, there's so much to talk about. We got a lot of topics from both Reddit and Twitter. So this is the first time I actually made a post on Reddit, but I figured since it's you know since you're you are you were a huge part of the community. Um, as the community 
director, I think that was the title. Uh, lead or, community manager. Lead so community like, manager. There we go. I, I can talk to the hierarchy in a little bit as well if you want. Yeah, like, the way yeah. it works and stuff. But uh, I'd be interested to hear what your, your usual Twitter crowd think of the Reddit questions. I know there's a, yes. a bit of a distinction in the community. So one thing I've always uh, been asked is kind of like, well, some some of the time people want me to get casual gamers on the Sebe cast, and it's not to say I've only had you know people or neats I should say on the on the Sebe cast that. <laughs> have their yeah. typical uh, mindset on the game and stuff. But I figured uh, for this one, I, I would involve Reddit. Reddit can sometimes be, I don't know. I feel like there's too much like, it's too anonymous on Reddit. Like you can kind of just say whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like you can just kind of shit post in a way. <laughs> so I kind of like Twitter because, you know, it's, it's a person behind the message almost where Reddit's kind of like everyone just has, a random username nobody really knows who's who um okay I, I see where you're coming from i do kind of feel as though twitter is the same in that regard <laughs> it's just yes, it, on, on twitter you've got a korean uh anime profile picture instead <laughs> that's true well okay i will say on twitter it's nice because you can block people you can block people put them on mute do all the stuff with reddit you just kind of see everything and it's I don't oh, even, yeah, that's true. I don't even really know if there is a way to mute. There probably is, honestly, but it's just there's so many people on it that I don't know. And I feel very comfortable with my following. So the people that follow me, like I don't know, I I feel like there can be respectful questions and stuff like that. So anyway, this is the first time I kind of glanced over it. There are a few kind of troll, kind of weird questions on both ends. That that always happens, but on on Reddit, I saw a few. Um, cool, bring them on. But yeah, first things first, though, I want to just ask about your history with RuneScape, I guess, uh, when you first started playing and just how you got into working for Jagex. I'd love to hear the story. Sure, thanks. So um, RuneScape, I was 11 years old. Uh, my next door neighbor, Ricky Duxt, he, he came around and he was like, I found the best game ever. It's, it's like... Because online gaming for us wasn't really a thing. I know there was online gaming was around, obviously, well before RuneScape. And I played a bit of like Ultima on my uncles when I was seven years old or so. So I wasn't it wasn't like an alien concept, but having it accessible and at my fingertips was a bit wild to me. I didn't have a PC at this time, so I just go around his house and we'd kind of take it in turns. One of us playing PlayStation, the other one playing RuneScape. Uh, I think I looked. I managed to dig out my very very first account, which I don't use or have access to. And that's dated to like August 2004. So we were very much like the mini clip generation. Yep. I played regularly until, you know, weirdly, I quit before the wilderness and free trade were removed. It was like 2006 was when I stopped playing because I, I meant, again, I was really curious. Right? I dug through all my old transaction history when I when I started at Jagex just mm-hmm. to learn about what I did when I, when I was like 11, 12, 13 and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember it really quite clearly. I was, there are tons of us at my school and my, my friendship group who play and still do play. I still talk to a lot of them who's, who play RuneScape still. And they were like, oh my God, you're Mod Sween now. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, you know, we were like 12, 13, something like that. And we had uh, football training, like youth football, yeah. soccer. And we were getting started and we, you know, we, we kind of took it seriously. We weren't too bad. And then a, a, a two or three of them just kind of ran up and they were talking about what they were doing on RuneScape. And I just got, I don't know why. It was just a weird moment. I got annoyed and I was like, we're, we're here. It's like, it's real life. It's football, you know? Yeah. Stop 
stopped bringing RuneScape into it, and then I, I, I just got. <laughs> it was weird. It was a, as a weird kid, and I was like, <laughs> I'm quitting RuneScape, and I gave my stuff to them, which was a green Halloween mask at the time. Oh which wow! Was only worth like, it was only like, I mean, I say only, it was only like seven mil. Yeah, but at least about... you had a brain enough to even like possess an item like that. I was just a noob. <laughs> I had like a like a hundred k was insane at the time for me. So. Oh, yeah, I, I was I was really really crap for making money. There's one of my friends. Sorry, I, um. My best friend at the time when we were younger, he was just he played RuneScape well for a, like an eleven year old, and he always seemed to be able to you know set goals and achieve them. Whereas I'd do something for two hours and be like, I'm bored now. Yeah. Or I'd, I'd I'd want to go and train stats, but in the end I would just like run nature runes or cut used by Cavabee and just sit and read and then chat nonsense in the chat like eleven year olds did, yep. arguing about rap music or something. And I was just this little fat white eleven year old British kid. Just for like, no, that rap music sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I don't know if you saw it. There was a I think it was I think it was on the top page of the two thousand seven Scape Reddit like yesterday or something. It just showed the screenshot of this guy that was killed by another player and then he was up in Lumbridge Bank and he was like uh <laughs> what did he say? He's like noob huh or something and he had like full rune with an addy g plate and like i haven't I, seen it i miss <laughs> those days though where it was like you know you you would be like i'll bring my main or something you know just yeah. these like weird threats almost that oh kids yeah do. we all did that I, I, I ran so many pures and stuff it was always like whenever i got into an argument i felt i was losing that's when i was like ah i've got no more words left all right i'm gonna bring my main and then you know what's worse <laughs> You bring you bring your level eighty, and the dude logs into like his level one ten. You're like, shit, I've I've got I've got nothing left now. At that point, you just have to say, I did have a one twenty six, but he got banned. You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, my my friend hijacked it or something like that. I got <laughs> yeah. banned. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the good old days. So what? Um. So you had quit RuneScape in two thousand six. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, I didn't really come back again until, to, until um, you know, what? I might try and bring up like a wiki reference. I think it was 2009. That was like a summer of 2009. By this point, I was, I replaced RuneScape as my unhealthy addiction with um, like console gaming. It was yeah. just fine. That's what I was doing. So 2009, I must have been like knee deep in Halo and COD and stuff. But there was one summer I, I broke my leg and then I was just bored as hell because I wasn't able to go and do something, do anything. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into RuneScape again. And I didn't really know where to start because I'd had, you know, years of uh, releases and updates to call back on. And like I said, I quit before Wilderness Free Trade was removed, which I know was the catalyst for a lot of people quitting, but I hadn't experienced that. So when I came back, I was just like, well, I've got nothing because I gave away my green Halloween mask. And I didn't know where to begin again. So I, I found a clan, uh, Remedy, they were, I ended up le uh, leading a, bit, a few years later. And that's, yeah, it's kind of, I stuck around playing in secret. I never told any of my friends and it transpires. We were all playing in secret the entire time. And we could have just been <laughs> friends in game, but instead we kept it from each other <laughs> because that it wasn't cool to play RuneScape yeah. then. And I, I got really into um, kind of, warring scene uh not more than not like um a pkris in the wilderness but uh time was a wiener wars rsb warring in the mm -hmm. ladders and stuff because i'm 
I love gaming. A bit of a nerd. I, I love fantasy. I love sci-fi. But I also love sports. So the fact that there was like this structured ladder, almost like a sports thing. Honestly, this was like MLG esports was kind of knocking around, but esports wasn't really a, a, a really well-known thing. I StarCraft was obviously taking off around that time. And you had some of the, the maps for the Dota and stuff knocking around. But for me, it was still crazy that there was this structure. And I, I really bought into it. I was like, okay, I like this clan. Let's try and take us up the ladder. And that's what I logged in for. In, in a week, it was uh, training stats and trying to gain enough wealth to buy good gear to then go on the weekend. This war. So what was I? In like 16, 17? I remember I was working like part-time in a supermarket alongside my studies and running this clan eventually. And I just, on, on Saturdays, I just would not work. I'd just be on my phone. Like I think I had a basic iPhone at the time, like iPhone 3G or something. Yeah. And I, I just kind of disappear into the stockroom because you have like 24 hours before a war to post a member list where people aren't <laughs> eligible to war. And I was just frantically trying like on our offsite forums, like, okay, who's not available? Tell me now. And this, uh, this always like six hours ahead trying to think of the war, which was, I, I won't trade it for the world, but it did kind of take over my life. I loved it. Like, yeah. Leading a clan, and I know there'll be lots of clan leaders probably listening to this. Leading a clan is like another full-time job. Yeah, I imagine. And I tried to bring the clan back. I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. But I tried to bring the clan back when I started playing old school again in 2015. But I just finished uni. I started at Jagex. And I, I couldn't. I just couldn't handle running a clan and working yeah. full-time job. Especially when it's just RuneScape and RuneScape. Yeah, for sure. So you... Wait, 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 so you came back to old school in 2015, so you didn't play on release? Well, so I had, okay, I, I did jump ahead, didn't I? So I, I, I played 2009 till about 2011. Okay. Um, EOC obviously happened. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I think it's in a really cool state now. Brunescape 3 is not really my choice of game, but I know it's got like a, a good diehard following or happy about the, the, the content changes, the combat changes. And obviously they had God Wars. Was it God Wars 3 or the elder, the elder God Wars recently? So they got some cool stuff, some cool combat stuff coming out. I think fair play to whoever plays it. And a lot of my friends work on that game too. But it wasn't really my cup of tea, so I stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of started me going to uni anyway. I didn't. I, I was playing less RuneScape by that point, so it was quite an easy cut for me to make. Yeah. Um, I was at uni in yeah 2013 when the poll happened and on, on release. And I played for two days. All I did was I went straight to Arduin and started grinding thieving and went to Master Farmers. And, you know, uh, it's about last year. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got an account that I played on release. I wonder if there's any money on there. I had like two mil worth of Ranar seeds. So I quickly managed to get my account back and then trade it over. <laughs> nice. But on release, I played for yeah, two to three days, if that. Mm, okay. But uh, it, it was just being busy at uni. Yeah, for sure. And release was, I, I mean, I didn't play in release. I also started old school in 2015 like actually um and yeah 2013 i felt like at least the people i've talked to the game was very stagnant like there wasn't much content and stuff like apparently the game was kind of dying the first few months until they brought go until they brought uh i think it was god wars that first year they brought back yes yeah, so like i said i wasn't around to play it but i that's what um anecdotally this is what i heard from people you know both uh, friends who played at that time and then also internally as well and i've seen you know we've all seen the kind of play accounts and that kind of stuff too yeah it's not surprising 
it's the, it's the combat it's the content you had and completed uh what seven years prior six years prior but now you're six or seven years older and you can you can play it much more intelligently yeah so it's, it's not surprising that you quickly got bored of it mm-hmm. okay so what got you into jagex that's the big big question especially as you were saying you're you were kind of a kid that hid your uh runescape addiction maybe <laughs> so um I was well. I finished uni in my my last exam must have been in like June 2015, and uh, I needed a job. Like I don't, I'm not from like a very wealthy background and stuff, so it was a case that all right, uni's finished. There's no time to kind of mess around. It's okay. It's just uh, go and do something. Yep. Now I, I studied English literature and politics just because I didn't know what I wanted to study. <laughs> you know, in hindsight, it was not wasn't the most uh, useful subject. Certainly not like a. You know, if you go back, you, you choose something in STEM. But hey, I, I did it. I did what I did. My plan was to go to Canada and do a master's degree in Vancouver. Mm. But I, I didn't have any money. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to try and find a job for a year or two years and save up the money and then go and do a master's. Um, I'd accepted onto a broadcast journalism course and then deferred my place until I had enough money. Now, I studied in Cambridge and I you know, I play, used to play RuneScape. I didn't really want to move. I kind of liked it. A few of my friends from uni were still sticking around. So we were, we were kind of keen to kind of you know, keep the friendship group and the uni lifestyle going as long as you possibly can afterwards. So out of, out of kind of, I just browsed the Jagex website and I saw they're hiring for like a, you know, entry level custom support role. Um, I applied at like 11 PM. I, I can't, I, I, I distinctly remember doing it. It's like frantically. I think the deadline was the very next day to apply so i think it was i've been to the pub as well so i had a few drinks and i was like all right i'm gonna try and knock together a, a decent cv and uh cover letter and then i got called well they woke me up they called me at like half seven the next morning and asked me to come <laughs> in for an interview wow. i was like wow cool okay nice um and that was yeah that's how i got in it, it, the interview was great um you know you walk into the studio and it's like walking into a place where they make games and if you haven't seen that, it's, it's, it's bloody cool. You've got like suits of armor, you've got artwork everywhere. You've got, and you know, by this point, I hadn't really played the game for a while. Yeah. So I didn't recognize devs and stuff, but I did recognize a few people like Mark uh, walking around. You're like, oh, the shit, these are people I knew that played the game, uh, who made the game I used to play. Yeah. So from the first interview, and it's uh, they're so funny because yesterday when I started my new job, which I'll talk to a little bit later, one of my one of my good friends I still talk to, and we were really good friends back then. He sent me like a screenshot of some old conversations where I just left the first interview, and I was kind of like rambling to him, like, "This is the place I really want to work. It's so cool. This is it. Like, if I'm here for a year or two more, this is what I want to do." So yeah, it was really cool to see that level yeah. of like contrast in the six years later, and I, I stuck around. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I got the I got the, the support job. You know, I, I thought I wasn't going to get it, so. The interview-wise, there are only three positions going, uh, one full-time and two part-time. And the people I was interviewing against, someone who'd been in support at Blizzard for like 15, 20 years, something like that. Ooh. I, so I was like, okay, this guy's got one of the jobs. Uh, somebody had been in Spotify support for like four or five years and had a good background in RuneScape as well. So I was like, all right, well, that's one of your roles gone. And somebody was ex X. I was like, well, there you go. That's your free. I'm just here. I was like, I've got no chance. <laughs> But I think the um, the fact that I knew the game 
and I've got quite a good, you know, if I do say so myself, I've got a quite a good way of um, communicating to players, especially in the support uh, from the support level. Yeah, and um, you know, kind of expressing enough empathy, but also enough education to kind of help resolve steps and and win them over in like a you know in in a, in a for the gamer fashion. That they got me the job. That's awesome. Um, so I was actually really fortunate that I went from uni into a, you know a, a job pretty quickly. Yeah, but it was only part time, like I said. So it was twenty hours a week. Some of the hours were evenings and and you know night shift as well. So either one till ten p.m. or ten p.m. until eight a.m., which wasn't the most sociable, but it did pay really well, and it still you know still does pay really well. That's that's one thing I'll be doing on this podcast. It's probably breaking down some myths about like Jagex <laughs> pay and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it paid well. You know, I was, I was working night shifts. You get some. You get a good bit of time off before. You get a good bit of time off afterwards, and it's it's just super relaxing. You kind of get lost in it. Like this, like when you when you're kind of handling like account pills and yeah. going through moderation reports and that kind of thing and escalations. Basically, on a night shift, you're just reviewing incoming abuse reports um at the account appeals and then just making sure like none of the tech has fallen over you know if any worlds go offline, and you're calling out the right people and that type of thing mm-hmm. like you're not fixing yourself you're just looking at you're looking at uh numbers and and words on a graph and then if one of them goes red you're like all right cool i'm gonna call somebody <laughs> super easy bang but at, at this time because it was part-time i needed money and came as a pretty expensive place to live I had three other jobs. So I was working so through uni. I, I worked in uh, I worked in pubs, so I'm a barman. I worked in uh, a shoe shop, and I'm not sure how familiar you are with Cambridge, but there's like uh, boats on the river called punts, and there are people who push the boats along with a big old stick, and that was me. I was a punter, so I was kind of juggling four jobs for the, the summer. I was at Jagex. Jesus, um, four jobs. Okay, that's insane. But it was not like. You know, I'm doing them all consecutively back to back. Like my schedule wasn't too bad. It was a bit hectic at times, but it wasn't like I was, you know, ruining myself or killing myself yeah. just trying to make ends meet. It was, I was earning all right. I was spending stupidly, which yeah. is why I needed the extra job. So <laughs> it's not as bad as I make it sound. Yeah. But they kept asking me to do uh, overtime at Jagex because I, I was pretty good, I, was, I will say. Um, and they wanted more of me. And I was like, you know, every time I was like, well, I can't because I've got, you know, three other jobs to go and do. And I think that then uh, that spurred them on to then make me full time, which was I was just ecstatic about. I was like, sweet, I can properly devote myself to Jagex. Yeah. And around that time, so as soon as I had my first interview confirmed, I'd picked up old school. And I, I didn't put it down again. I was like, cool, I'm hooked again. That was all I needed to do to kind of start playing. <laughs> so I, I just have a question about getting back into old school. Was it? Is it almost like essential to kind of play when you're working there? And that was kind of it? Or no. were you really just ecstatic there about are, the game? Are, yeah, I was just really ecstatic about the game. Um, and, I, I, you know, initially I wanted to give myself a good enough chance in the interviews. Like, all right, I'm going to – I know what a game is. I know what MMOs are. I know what RuneScape is. I can, I can go and talk about the gods and some quests and stuff from when I used to play. But I want to I see what's changed. I want to yeah. see what the community is like and that type of thing. So that's, what, that's how it started. But it, uh, I dropped a message to one of my old clan mates, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just picking up old school." And he'd done the same like a week prior, like a week prior, without you know, no no plan. He just picked it up, had to pick it up. Um, he then 
we, me and him started playing together. He started a new account because he wasn't very far along progressed. So we were just trying to work towards Barrow's Glass together, which we did pretty quickly. Like, that was, that was our only priority. I don't think the optimal quest guide had been written, but we tried to, you know, there were still some guys knocking around, but we just tried to play it as smart as possible. Uh, I let him do most of the, the kind of brain work. And I was just like, all right, cool. I'm just going to click follow and then you tell me what I must have bring. But that was fun. And that week, it literally was the week I started playing again. We managed to run into like 12 of our old clan mates. So we, wow. we managed to, and I, I don't know how I did it. I managed to remember the details of our Venturilo server from memory. I was like, okay, I'm just going to try these numbers and like this port and it worked. So wow. we, I, I just remember this talking to you right now, but like that first time in five years, we hadn't spoken to one another and we jumped on, on onto vent and we were just talking. It was so cool. Just hearing each other's voices again. It was, it was just like, you know, we were five years younger. That's awesome. And that's what kept me playing. So, but but you couldn't be the clan leader, correct? You were just kind of. Just... I tried to be. We were like, okay, let's bring it back. Let's let's bring back remedy. Um, I was too busy. We weren't. We you know we hung out. We did stuff, but some of the people had been playing old school since release and were playing quite avidly, and they wanted to do proper clan stuff, like have you know clan events or get back into clan warring. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't offer them that, so I was like, let's just be a let's just let's just be a group of friends, huh? And that's what we, that's what we still are. That's awesome, though. That's so cool to just like meet up randomly again. It, it, it literally was like you running into somebody and you notice a familiar or a similar sounding RSN. You're like, <laughs> "Is this you?" <laughs> that's crazy. I, I I did that probably less than a year ago. I saw somebody at the Grand Exchange with a nickname, which was uh, which we used to call one of the kids I went to school with, and I was just like. I PM'd him, like, full name, question mark. Like, <laughs> it's your first name, your surname. And he's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, that's cool, it's cool, it's me. Um, and we, we chat on Rinsco, like, daily since then. That's so cool. Uh, I had a I had a few friends, so I played a main initially, and now I play an Iron Man exclusively. And mm-hmm. my main, I had some friends, and I was really newbie. We would just go... My friend would get a KVD task, and I didn't understand how important it was to get a task when you're killing King Black Dragon, but we would go duo KVD, and he was like 98 range. I was like 75 range, and he would literally steal every single kill, but he would still split the loot evenly with me, and, yeah. and then one day, he just like logged out, you know, but and I honestly can't even remember his name, but I, I know oh, if nice. I saw it, I would yeah. instantly like remember, you know, so I yeah, but I haven't... <clears throat> It's on my main account, and uh, who knows if if I ever log into it, everyone's offline. It almost feels like everyone had quit since 2015. Looking at it now, but uh, yeah, probably on different accounts, you know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I am so. And it's RuneScape is huge still. Like tons of players play way more than in 2015. Yeah. So I think I think the chances that a lot of these people who played then are still knocking around on a different account. People on Group Iron Man, uh, people came back from mobile. Maybe they couldn't get back back into that 2015 account. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm stupidly lucky. Uh, I don't want to like leak too much info, but my uh, e- login email from my old school account is my um, university address one. Mm. If I wasn't at JGX, I probably would have lost access to it just because I didn't have really have much like good proof to claim to prove it was me and change yeah. my email. Interesting. Okay, so uh, now we're yeah, at. Where were we? Well, we were talking about uh. I guess you're kind of meeting back with your friends, but 
Oh yeah, so I just I just started Jagex, just been made full time. Um, that was in a few months of starting, so I'm still still 2015, and it get it gets a bit faster paced. <laughs> I'm not going to go month by month. We'll be here all night. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. My my plan was still to save enough money and go and leave and do a master's degree, but I was finding myself really enjoying personally the work, playing RuneScape again, the community. So I think one thing and I can talk to this a bit later in more detail, but I think one thing that kind of helped my me get the the role in the old school team like a few years later was that i kind of availed myself to some people in the community even as support mod even when i was part-time i was i still kind of picking up bits and pieces interacting as a person rather than like the jagged support account um being quite proactive with things too like i i can't remember which client it was but their offsite got hit and some of the details got leaked so i saw that at like 11 p.m so i reached out and i kind of asked if they could give me as uh, accurate as possible lifted RSNs of accounts that might have been affected and then just you know went and then commented all of those accounts saying hey be really wary if the bills are coming through because chances are emails and passwords have been leaked that type of thing hmm. so I, I think I managed to uh, make a good account of myself even if it's just like a part-time support one yeah but then also the culture of Jagex too just really cooked me so I'm, I'm quite sporty Jagex was really great for, for kind of social events and stuff we had a football team going on then so Jagex? somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. we've got like a little five side team and eleven side team, and we've found quite a few trophies. It's it's it's, it's really fun, and I'm, I'm really close friends with all the people. I mainly because of that. That's awesome. I I, I think the the kind of really tight knit feel at Jagex is probably what kept me here for as long as it was as well. Because yeah. I I can honestly say that some of my best friends are people I've met at Jagex, and I, I talk to daily. You know, I've been talking to daily ever since I've left Jagex. So that, those relationships haven't ended. That's awesome. That's um, so cool to hear too. Like I don't know. Oh yeah, and it's you know what? For a while, I, I feel as though the I'm going a bit off off topic, but I there is no while, there is no off topic. By the way, it's a Sebe cast. We can talk whatever we want. So <laughs> okay, sweet. Free. See the the RuneScape and the old school communities. I feel like for a while, from you know 2013, probably until about 2018, 2019, they were like fiercely divided, and it it was. If you say you play the other game to someone of the other community, <laughs> you're just going to get instantly like flamed to hell. And then it was so funny when I started at old school in 2017, and people were, like asking me questions like, "Do you talk to RS3 Game on?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's some of my best friends. Like, I go play football with them like every Wednesday, that type of thing." It's it's like we're not like there's no like I get why there was a tribal distinction in the community, but behind the scenes, we were just. A studio. Yeah. Now, I you know I do consider I did consider myself like I'm the old school team at Jagex. So it wasn't like I'm, I am like Mr. Jagex. Yeah. But but we are you know working together for the same goals, which is making cool games and yeah. trying to get players. Yeah. Now I always kind of found it weird. I'm trying to think of the example, but just when it was weird when old school players like. We're getting okay. I don't know when it was. It must, it must have been like a year or two ago when RS3 kind of started gaining more popularity, mm-hmm. and um, it was just weird because oh, I'm trying to. Oh, I'm losing it. There was some specific thing I'm thinking of where people would complain about RS3, and I'm like, you know, like if RS3 does well, like 
OSRs does well. It's the same company, you know. It's just like weird that we have yeah. such a tribal thing. It's like it's literally if one is doing successful, like the whole company's doing successful, which means you know, like this is a good thing overall. So I just found it Apparently, really weird. From like a few different, it's a good thing for a few different reasons. Like, firstly, it's it's great. To, you know, there were there were there were a couple of years where old school just had it felt like we we're having win after win after win, uh, and RuneScape not so much. And then as soon as you know, I think. RuneScape did a really good job of kind of reorganizing and then just rebuilding. I mentioned earlier, like they released the older God Wars um, recently. That's like, that's just the end result of tons of really cool content they had. So I feel like seeing those successes shared across the studio rather than mainly just old school who were kind of, you know, hoarding successes for one point, that was great to see because it yeah. felt like, like, you know, properly studio-wide unity. Yeah, And I don't mind so much if players bounce between games i think that's that's fine because if it wasn't you know if you weren't going to runescape to go and fight whatever boss you were going to probably go to another game instead yep. natural to take breaks from games not to say like i you know i wish we could deliver i say keep saying we it's just so funny as well. i messaged aiza i was like hey just a thought you should do this and i was like and his response was like you can take the man out of jagex I uh, I do yeah I, I've got a really close link to Jagex and Old School yeah. so I always will do yeah I mean I still yeah. I, like I want to call you Mod Sween still but you're <laughs> not working there anymore so it's just weird now I just like it's weird just saying Sween it's like oh damn it's um it's it's like what a lot of people call me in real life like my nickname from when I was growing up so oh okay not 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 too unusual okay so where so, are we now what Jagex, in the time we scale? are. What We're year? still like in the 2015, okay. um, but I'll move it forward a bit now. So I, I was doing really well. I was kind of put on some cool support-based projects. I mean, they're not that cool compared to, you know, doing really awesome stuff for old school, but they were pretty cool for me. Yeah. Like we built the new support center. So I was able to kind of work together to, uh, you know, draft out and, and build relevant guides, which is good because it kind of got me a lot of copywriting experience and also exposure to game teams. Um, and then the, damn, what was it? Okay, I think I, I picked up some experience working with uh, Chronicle, which was, you know, really awesome card game. Uh, Ill-fated, unfortunately, but it was really enjoyable and it gave me a good experience. So kind of supporting something from testing and, and launch even early on at Jagex. And then probably the most enjoyable thing I did uh, and support team really early on was like complaints. And they were really fun to work on. So basically, you know, if you submit a support ticket, you're asked at the end of your response, how was, how was your support? Was it good or was it bad? If you say bad, you're taken to like a, you're prompted to explain why. And then if you do that, you get through to someone like me. And then I just kind of got to, with my task to kind of read up on the entire chain, the player query, and then, you know, see, can we, can we turn this around? Can we rectify it? Yeah. And for the most part, you could. It was just a case of maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding, maybe a bit of uh, impatience from either side. Uh, and I'm, I feel like one of my skills is taking tech information and then breaking it down into like layman's terms. So I'm always able to simplify, adjust like communication style based on who I'm talking to. So nine times out of 10, turning a complaint around is pretty easy, like first contact or just two bits of contact later. That, that was really enjoyable. But because of that, I kind of got noticed quite early on. So I was onboarded into the leadership program at Jagex, which then got me into a leadership role in this support team so where i was managing like day-to-day -day operations on a rotating basis with some other leads 
or the entire department and then you know directly managing and coaching like three or four direct reports that, that was cool for me because i'm yeah. fresh from uni i'm just a kid yeah for real that kind of that's pretty much it until like 2017 there's a few different events like some really cool um but runescape's what was it 15th anniversary this one really sticks out in my memory there was like a really big gathering in london uh the gals were there uh mmg was there those kind of like really big marquee pillars from jack X's history and yeah. um two people from each department got to attend so i was one of two people from the support team and that this really sticks out i've got a figurine somewhere commemorative like they put they like, superimposed our faces onto <laughs> one of the rs3 signature heroes or two never remembers but that was like a really yeah, treasured memory of mine from Jagex. That's awesome. That must be so cool to like meet the Gowers as well. I've never been to a Rune Fest or anything, so meeting like it, total it, legends it was. sounds just so cool. Uh, you know what? I was in the queue for, to get my my face uh, cast for one of the uh, those those figurines I told you about, and in front of us were the Gowers. I was like, oh wow, hey, <laughs> this is uh, the people who made the game that I played and play and work on. So that was that was really cool. That's so. And cool. I, it's, um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not I'm giving away too much info here. Um, one of the houses I moved into when I, when I was, uh, just joined the old school team next door to the Gower's parents. Wow. <laughs> Literally, they were next, my, next door neighbors. That's so crazy. Yeah. And if you've seen the RuneScape documentary, like, ask them. I was like, I know you. You're, you're Gower mum. <laughs> They're so, I just feel like, I don't know. Like I don't know them, of course, but I've seen enough of them on like videos and stuff. It just they just seem so humble. Like that whole family is just. Oh, they're they're, they're lovely. Like the whole yeah. the whole family is lovely. The the parents especially. So I can't remember what it was what it was. I, I, they offered us some food they had been baking. Like that standard. Like uh, we're the, we're the really nice old people. Do you want some cookies? Type thing. That's so cool. That's sweet. Super sweet. Yeah, they're they're great. Um, and seeing a gal was kind of knocking. You'd kind of bounce into him around Cambridge last weekend and the weekend prior. I think I, Paul Gower was in the pub with us. Like he still hangs out with a fair few, uh, you know, kind of people from Jagex or yeah. Jagex. That's so cool. That's so neat. Like I don't know. I just I see them as like total legends. I don't know. I would love to meet them one day if RuneFest ever comes back. Hopefully next year. I don't know. I hope it comes back. I mean, I want to go to Ringfest now. It's not that I'm on the outside. Like, I want to go and uh, yeah. enjoy it for sure. Like, properly enjoy it from the outside. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, I mean, I was thinking of for some reason I was thinking of like the DMM tournaments where it's like all the stress and stuff of working on that and like things go wrong. But then just being a viewer or pl- being a player, I, I know Runefests don't go wrong. But <clears throat> um, well, which Runefest was it? Twenty eight, twenty seventeen must be. We did Dead Man at Runefest. Oh, that really? A, that was a recipe for disaster. Jesus, <laughs> that, that didn't go right. Um, who do we have on stage? I feel like we had Skill Specs and Sylvester on stage, and they both had tech issues, which weren't us, Jagex. It was like the venue. Okay. And that was also the same Dead Man where we experimented with breaking up the final area into those four islands, <laughs> which was, again, like a bit of a mess. I don't recall that being a rune fest, but wow, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't super into the game. I wasn't streaming at the time or anything, but yeah, that sounds like a handful. <laughs> I think so me and Archie were hosting and casting that. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what we were. I just remember being Ryan stage and just look at him and like. So this is a, this is a bit of insight into the kind of humanity of Jamon's, right? When when Dead Man goes wrong or something goes wrong, we're not there laughing, being like, ha, ha, ha. we 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 are so we are so affected by it as well. And I'm not trying to like garner sympathy, yeah, but. You know, we we put a lot of heart and soul into yeah. this, and we are we're players just like you. And I remember this with Vianchi. I was like, I don't want to go back out there. Like, <laughs> what, what, I, what what can we do? I want to I want to oh you know, can we can we try and fix this? Can we try and get this rerun and redone and that type of thing? Um, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, I just... again, that was that was something I'd kept at the back of my. I forgot about that dead man until you said that. <laughs> I just. I just find the whole thing funny. Like, I imagine when things go wrong in dead man modes and stuff like that on Twitch. Like, I'm just the Twitch viewer, just trolling along with everyone else, having a good time. Yeah. And uh, I, some people really get affected by it, I feel like. Like, some people genu- genuinely get angry that things are going wrong. Where I feel like the vast majority of people are just sitting there having a good time. Like, when things go wrong, they don't really care that much as a viewer. But I Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, you're right, but... The vast majority of people are just viewers, as you say. Like the people who get really affected by it, they are probably you know directly affected by yes. it. Maybe they've been competing for this. Yeah, that, that's what I try and do, which is always you know trying to understand why the person is behaving the way they're behaving. You know, is it is it warranted? Yeah. Maybe not warranted, but can you at least try and identify the reason why? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, then you try and look really kind of at the core. Would this you know twenty thousand dollars prize pool? Was that really needed for them that year? Like, did they have? Did they? Did they slave away for like a month trying to build the perfect account and give them the best chance of winning the money because they need the money really badly? Maybe, maybe you know, maybe COVID led to them being laid off or family being sick or something like that. Yeah. And then they DC and then they lag and that type of thing. So, I I get it. I don't. I I I would always say remember that there's like a person behind the, the jmod crown or the jmod handle and that type of thing and do always remember that but i'm also i'm also not so quick to determine demonize the people who are perhaps a bit more toxic because yep. i feel like the people who are genuinely 100 percent like pure toxic really few and far between negative comments they're there for a reason it's just about trying to understand why and trying to kind of reach common ground yes and uh i think it was Modzuko and I were talking um, just about like when things go wrong as a player uh, as like an average player you don't really have that much of a voice and so you have to almost be bitter toward things to kind of get something going for you you know some sort of attention rather than at least that's how she kind of had defined it was I mean there is a reason why people act up and act out on like a J-Mod um, and yeah, it's not no. purely toxicity. It's just to get noticed, like almost just to get noticed, you know. So, mm-hmm. so and, and it, it works. Sometimes it works, yep. especially you know when it's when it's like a, a single movement or a single effort, like the one one seven scape or something like that, right? Yep. Which is a big community effort to try and reverse a situation that they didn't like, and and that worked. And if it was just one single person speaking to the void, or not the void, right? We're not we're not a void, but yeah. There are hundreds of thousands of players, so it's expected that you can't listen to every single person in mm-hmm. massive detail. So sometimes you do need that bit of collective action, collective or collective uh, no, joining together. That was insane, by the way. Just the collective nature, like that. That hit top page of Reddit, like 
uh-huh. that post. It was uh, insane. I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> it blew up out of control. I was, I was just like shocked. I couldn't believe it. Mm. And uh, yeah, sometimes that's what it takes. And I really like that the community can pull together and things like that. Me too. It's it's great, and like not just for old school RuneScape, but when when any community kind of rallies together, think about the Battlefront stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. like, yeah. It's it's you know you, you change won't happen unless there's a, there's a reason to kind of instigate change. Yep. Okay. But I, I, there's sometimes a little bit of a difference between you know a genuine reason to rally together versus just. Uh, shit post circle jerk yeah. like whatever yeah. sometimes it's like all right cool perspective <laughs> that's that's something like i feel like it's become and I, i'm not speaking old school here i'm speaking more generally about like kind of all, all communities and all social media and stuff i feel lockdown has led you know so many people being at home more free time on the internet probably a lot more pent-up frustration and a really keen to vent and now you've got like this almost like this what did it like what do they call it like slacktivism where instead of, you know, doing something like emailing your or writing a letter to your senator or your member for parliament, you, you tweet somebody with like a hashtag do better. Like there's a there's a time and a place for using your voice online versus trying to doing it like doing something that makes sense to try and get change. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, <clears throat> um I notice, you know, or I guess it's not really you anymore, but the J mods. I mean, when you when you were working, so many of the J mods, um, just take a lot of time and effort into listening to communities of like old school communities, like you know the the Pures, the Mains, Iron Man, things like that. And that doesn't go unnoticed. Um, some people might never acknowledge it, but uh, I do definitely notice the the passion that does go behind like J mods working past their hours uh almost certainly uh going into discord seeing what they can do to improve the game and like so it really does suck when uh i know this is just a little bit of a ramble but i don't know i felt good i felt like you guys just never really get enough credit for the things you really do just thank you just like the voice that's always heard on twitter just like jagex sucks they can never do anything right it's like there's so many times they do like something that's really good but it's never no it's like it's never brought up it's only the negative things you know and so i i definitely see the effort that you guys um put in and it's it's incredible i I, I appreciate that big time like i'm not here any i'm not there anymore obviously but i that's appreciated but i think i would say again is that you you know as as someone who pays money for a service i.e to to play a game you you expect it to be great all the time so i think it's only natural that most people will focus on the negative because that's Mm -hmm. when there's interruption to what they want to do which is just pay you to be able to play your thing but that said I think that's mainly a lot of the kind of more casual audience who are really quick to join a pile on with the negativity because maybe they're not so invested to emotionally invested to then be able to recognize when someone from Jagex or any game studio does something good. Yeah. I mean, the casual players just accept it like, yeah, that's how it should be. Whereas people that are really close to the community get to see it more. They're, they're privy to those conversations directly rather than just hearing about it. Yep. Absolutely. That yeah. 
what I would say though is that um, obviously I've left. I've, I've taken another role. I, I, I can talk about this later on if it's of interest. I don't know if it is. Yeah, or not. no, absolutely. But, but I've had like it's not the, the, the offer I took wasn't the first one. Like I feel what we've been able to do in, on old school. What I've been able to do on old school on that Jagex. You know, I've built a pretty cool CV, resume, whatever you want to call it, and being able to point to so many things we do and we do well. And I, I'm not going to say like we don't do anything wrong. Like we, we, we messed up a fair few times, but we do quite a lot of things better than community wise than other studios do. We also do things worse, some things worse, but for me, it became like, uh, all right, cool. When I'm going around talking to other studios, I can be seriously proud of the kind of what we've done, the communities we've built and say, yeah, like these, these, I can, how much can I say? I'm two days into my new job. Um, (laughs) Some so some people got ideas and like you know who aren't, who don't work in community but work in like a, a, maybe another senior role, and they're like you know they're seeing what other games do with I don't know streamers or player council or something like that, and then they say oh this is really cool how about that and I was like yeah of course I'm going to do that anyway that's that's nothing that's not even worth talking about that's that type of approach where they think it's one of their really good ideas whereas it's something you just internalize and do anyway yeah again I'm rambling now but it's uh, my time at Jagex has, has properly set me up for like a, a really cool, fun in, a career in the industry. Uh, so, I whenever I, when I when I announced I was leaving, and I was kind of answering questions about it, and my my leaving stuff. I was I was you know I was piling a lot of like love to Jagex, but six years I've managed to, um, you know, go from a part timer to full timer to to a lead, then jump to community. Had a lot of stint in marketing and social and back in community as a, as a, as a team leader, then as like a studio leader. It's um, been like the best studio I could have joined. There was um, a question that Madalena had asked, asking what, what was the biggest learning that you took from your time at Jagex? Oh, the, the biggest learning. Okay. So this is whenever I'm kind of trying to coach like new recruits or my direct reports or something. One thing I try and hammer home is, and this is it's probably a really boring answer. It's just more like this, but this is something you can probably take whatever whatever job you do. And it sounds really, it's probably common sense, but just uh, something to think about when you're when you're just talking to somebody in like a professional environment adjust the way you communicate based on who you're talking to. So for me, if I'm talking to, you know, my direct reports to, I don't want to get like hierarchical, but like below me, or I'm talking to players who are, you know, external, or I'm talking to content creators who are external, but then they also have a different kind of status, or I'm talking to my boss, or I'm talking to the senior team, or I'm talking to, you know, the CEO or the the, the VP of publishing or the VP of game design. Tailor, tailor what you say and how you communicate it. Um, don't don't like neuter it, but come at it from a different tact. Learn it's just about playing the game. Learn how to learn how to to, to you know get your message to resonate as best. Yeah. If it's something like a PowerPoint deck, right? How do they prefer that format? Do they like really punchy slogans? Do they do they like do they like hearing verbatim from the community? So do you, you know do you throw in an F word here and there and that kind of thing? Yeah. So. That's probably the biggest learning I'll take is just being really mindful of who I'm talking to and, how, and what I'm saying to them, how I'm saying it. Yep. 
that just goes with any sort of communication, especially absolutely with your position. What what can get across the best? So. Um, um, yeah. So I think we were. I try and race kind of tons of topics from the players that they want to hear. So I, I race through the rest of the Jagex stuff. So I was a leader in the sport team, really enjoying it. By this point, I'd prob I'd you know. I settled on deferring my master's place probably like another two years, if that, because about a year and a half into Jagex with this, this new lead role in the support team, I, I knew that this is a place I want to stay. I wanted to try and, you know, maybe I don't need to go and study for a master's. I can build a, build a career in gaming, which I wasn't expecting to do. It just kind of almost came about accidentally. After a while, I felt like I got pretty good in the, as, a, as a lead support and then I wanted to think about, you know, I'm playing tons of old school. I'm watching the same streams that players are watching. I want to, you know, can I be on that old school sofa? Can I be on the Q&A? Can I, can I join their team somehow? That's when a few roles popped up and I was like, I'm just going to try my luck at it. I think I spoke on the, the last stream I was on about a QA role that came up and I went for it because it was old school, but I didn't have any background in QA or, you know what, I because I was so busy with my actual job i didn't really put in enough time to try and to research and prepare for the interview so uh it was a, a flop it was it was <laughs> went, went badly didn't get the job but matt k and john c were very nice about it and they they even said like hey look we think you know because i I'd worked quite closely at old school in different roles and from and from my support experience they're like we think a community role is probably better suited to you so you know if one comes up hit us up um that happened Interviews for that. I think me and Aiza spoke about it on the last stream. We actually interviewed against each other for it, which is <laughs> quite, quite, it's fun to think back to. Um, yeah, we spoke about it in the last stream, but even in that interview, we, we, there was like a group task towards the end of it. And we, we identified really quickly. We're like, we get on really well. We work together really well. Our different styles complement one like each other. It'd be great if there were two roles and we could go and work together. Uh, unfortunately, I beat him. I got the job. <laughs> but then, fortunately, uh, another job came up a few months later. So he then joined me. That's awesome. And it took some time. Like, we, we got him from day one, but it took a bit of time for us to kind of gel our styles to, to, to gel and then for us to uh, understand how the other person works better. That was a really interesting time for old school. So we joined in, we joined in the middle of 2017. And at this time, I think the game was really starting to get big and popular and blow up. Like Ronan did an awesome job. He then moved into like a social focused role rather than the community. Um, because I think the community by this point was so much bigger. And if you think back to like 2017, 2018, I feel like this was one of the points where the, you know, the, the kind of elitist HLC versus casual noobs who are going to come in and ruin our game <laughs> discourse. That is most like ferocious. And I think there were. <laughs> I just love it was right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and I, I'm coming in. Like I want to. I want to make a cool game for everybody. Yeah. And uh, apologies if that's made the game a bit too like vanilla for some for some like hardcore players that type of thing. But I, you know, I want to make a great game for everybody without yeah. jeopardizing what makes it special in mm -hmm. the first place. So, I think it took a bit of time for me and I used to kind of be trusted by the old school dev team because uh, a lot of them, you know, they'd been there. We're still a really small time at this point. They've been there for a while. Most of the really active vocal player base were the hardcore players, and that's who the devs have been listening to for a while. 
So I feel like there was a point. And I really don't mind me saying this. You know, I might be misremembering or I misinterpreted it. And it certainly didn't lead to any animosity or anything. Like, we're all great friends. And we were great friends then. But I feel like sometimes there's a lot of disagreement about, like, the direction we should take or communities we should listen to or the level of uh, worth or value we should give to certain community voices based on, you know, reputation or based on how recently they're playing and that type of thing. It, over time, it worked itself out. I think, like, you know, we proved ourselves or we, we hit, like, a, a good steady medium over time. But it was a um, really interesting time to join the studio or we'll join the old school team, particularly, as, you know, mobile just been announced at that point. Yeah. Um, we were going really big with some of the releases. That we I joined just as the Inferno hit. We both joined um, as we were announcing, like, Dragon Slayer 2 at RuneFest and that type of thing. So it was, like, a really cool, awesome time. And there weren't really any there wasn't really any kind of guidance to follow when it comes to community management. And you know what? It's still a really new discipline in the, in the industry. And I could talk to this later when I talk about the interviews and who I've spoken to studio wise and stuff, but everyone does it differently. And we were just trying to make it out of go along. Um, there weren't really any like rule books to follow or any onboarding processes um, or like any mentoring. So we just did some stuff, made some mistakes, did it differently next time, made more mistakes and, you know, carried on iterating and yeah. learning. And that's how we kind of stumbled into the way we, where we are now. It was around mobile though, that like I left the community management to go into social and video marketing just because we didn't really have anybody. Um, and that was a, a big role we needed for mobile. And I think like it's something that I learned a hell of a lot in a very short period of time, which just, just kind of stand, put me in good stead. But that was mainly focused around, you know, how can we market old school mobile better? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't necessarily want to leave community. It was just that we were struggling to fill the to fill the role because a lot of people coming in for it either didn't know enough about the discipline or didn't know enough about the game. Yeah. And ideally, you want somebody who knows a bit of both. And I, I probably a bit. I didn't know. I knew enough about the discipline, but I knew plenty about the game. Mm -hmm. So then I was able to kind of pick up. The, the rest of the discipline stuff we're working closely with the marketing team and working closely with the social team so that's when i left the community team for a, a little stint came back like six seven months later as a senior in the community team that's when i kind of we brought social and video under that remit under that umbrella and then that's when i became like a resumed leadership yeah jagex like managing what was i managing that time um Mod, what's his name? Gambit. Mod Gambit, uh, Acorn, managed to then bring back Aiza, hired Sani, hired Light. Um, so then, yeah, I was able to you know, build a pretty cool community team. Yeah. And oh. that's one of the reasons why I felt so comfortable leaving when I did was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm leaving like the community in a good place. Yes. They're going to, they're going to hire, um, to replace me, that's fine, but I know that there are, you know, there's 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 really strong, capable people also doing the day to day whilst they're looking to hire. Yeah. So actually I I came close to accepting a role during like the start of uh, lockdown, like twenty twenty. But in the end I didn't take it because I didn't feel like it was the right time to for for old school and for yeah. for my team. 
by this point we we you know we we weren't particularly that strong number wise i think maybe gambit had just left a bit before that and we were looking to the backfield that person so had an i had left as well i think it would have just left one person uh so i didn't feel like i'd be doing like you know my my due diligence and also probably a bit more myth busting around like the whole jagex looks after staff poorly thing i you know i went and i said hey i've got an offer from another cool studio and Jagex are like, well, we really want to keep you. And then they counted it really, really well, better than I expected them. So I was like, sweet. They were able to then, you know, empower me to bring in more people for the community team, bolster the team to the point where I felt comfortable leaving and not like I was just, you know, leaving them in the lurch. Yeah. That's cool that you can have that communication with the company rather than just, all right, I got to get my way out of here somehow. Dip. Yeah, I I mean I always I tell everyone people even people I like there's no there's there's nothing malicious about looking elsewhere for other jobs you're you know you're just seeing what's seeing what's around there seeing the way the industry's shaping up that type of thing and I think you know we're we're a far cry from you know when our like grandparents were working and you stayed with a company for you know when you hit fifteen until you died type of thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's just not how the world is anymore yeah. and I'm not saying there's like Loyalty's great, for sure. And I, I'm still fiercely loyal to Jagex. I, I love what they did for me. And I, I love the game. I love the team. But that shouldn't be like the be all and end all. Always look to kind of prioritize what you want. Yeah. So ultimately, when I started looking last year, it was just a want to do something new. Like with, um, with lockdown, I was like, all right, cool. Am I doing what I want to do in my life? You know, I joined Jagex wanting to go and do something else they were just it was just a way to make money initially yeah but i stayed okay do i want to do yeah i'm pretty sure i want to stay in the games industry okay but do i do i want to carry on doing what i'm doing now and i was like you know what i really want to go and try and launch a game so then that's what kind of came my focus i want to try and get a different type of experience under my belt i was able to kind of take like a growing community and a growing team and build it and make it like amplify it proper like fivefold tenfold can I go and do it from scratch? So in that step, I've kind of taken a little step back at my current role. It is just me in community. I'm like one of a very small publishing team, but this is, this is for me to build out my department and, you know, try and get some players and that type of thing. That's exciting. Yeah, that's it, it's exciting. It's, it's, you know, it's been quite overwhelming. I started yesterday. Um, yeah. So this is day two. Day two. Yeah. Um, it's, it's different. Man, it's it's very different in good and and not bad, but also perhaps I wasn't quite prepared for the difference yes. that was there. It's I, I am massively motivated. Um, so I announced yesterday that the studio I've joined is CCP Games, who are you know renowned for making Eve Online. Uh, so I'm I'm at CCP a Studio in London instead of a base in Iceland, who are, you know primarily look after Eve. So I'm I'm not working on Eve Online directly. I've, I've, I've had a good conversations with a fair few people there, and I've got a lot of learnings and experience to take from them. But I'm working on something else that's upcoming, unannounced. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I can say about her yeah. role. It's, but it's yeah, yeah. All, all I can say is, I mean, I've I've worked different jobs. No, nothing like career. You know, this is like a career job, but just jobs. And every single time I've gotten to a new place, it just feels. You almost, I don't know, for me personally, I get a little bit of like regret, like, oh man, like, did I make the right decision? Because everything's just so new, you know, and everything. Of course, I've had that. Um, 
already i you know i hope my, my new employees don't hear this and think oh what have we done but I, i'd messaged like my my group chat with aiza archie and cam and i was just like i don't know what i've got myself into here <laughs> not in a bad way just there is so much for me to do so, so much for me to do it's, it's going to be awesome and I, I am really excited by it but i think that's just natural yeah um, it is I've, I've worked pretty consistently since i was like 14 always had like, a job part-time job or uh but jagex was like my first like grown-up job yeah so i forgot what it felt like starting something new so i was just like day one yesterday i felt like i was just being crap because i wasn't doing anything i was just like reading stuff and reading confidence pages and game design sheets and listening to presentations and talking to people and i was like i should be doing you know doing something so I've kind of, I spoke to my boss, my new boss about it, and it was quite a good, really good positive discussion. And it's just about me trying to then get the expectation that I'm not expected to go and like start delivering something instantly. Yeah. It is just the brand new environment. Take some time. That's what I need to do. It's yeah. like, it's one of the motivators for me leaving as well. I'd like to be able to kind of hit, uh, pause a little bit and take a step back, consolidate, and then go again because six and a bit years in like a really player facing role whether it's support or community it takes its toll i love it i'm still working in community after all but but the prospect of spending a little time without a lack like a live community that is that is awesome as well i can yeah. i can really take some time to recover and focus on building foundations rather than you know worrying about managing a live community or reacting to stuff absolutely I do have uh, a question I see here that mm-hmm. um, Hampshire in the uh, in the Twitter thread asks the hardest day at Jagex. Was there a defining day working at Jagex that was just the absolute hardest or just the worst? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, the, the hardest ones are really going to be whenever something's gone wrong, whenever there's like a big sentiment here, right? So uh, more recently, I can probably talk to one one seven scape stuff. The, like the the day after when we came yeah. in the office, the, the next morning, well, even <laughs> that evening, right? I, I, was, I was getting Slack messages. Yeah. I was getting WhatsApp text from like my, my bosses and stuff. And it was like, what's, what's, what's this, blah, blah, blah. What can we do? Um, but I think we were really quick. So you know what? That wasn't so bad internally because... I was, I, I jumped on a call with Aiza. Like, he he was so great to work with and manage, by the way, because he's got an actual life, right, outside of work. Whereas I kind of, I'm, I'm by myself, I, I live alone. If I'm not working, I'm playing games or doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but he always had time for me just to kind of hit him like a voice note, this rambling, like ideas to the community stuff. So that night, when we saw the kind of the way the sentiment was going with the players, I was like, this is what I want to do in the morning. And he was able to engage with it, gave me a bit of feedback. I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. So by the time we arrived in the office the very next day, and we were actually, we were actually in the office by this point, um, I had like suggestions about how we could turn it all around, which is ultimately what we, what we did. I had, I had a deck uh, presentation that I could walk people through like pretty much instantly as they're logging in that, that day. So because I put a bit of time in that evening to prepare for the very next morning, it 
it wasn't necessarily the hardest day. We knew what we had to do. Mm-hmm. We knew how to do like good proactive outreach to, to 117, you know, good holding communications out and making sure that the rest of the player base kind of informed that stuff was happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the hardest days are probably like maybe when we didn't know what to do or when the answer wasn't so clear, when you're, when you're waiting for stuff, when you're waiting for investigations yep. to unfold. Yep. So probably a lot of dead man, post dead man events. Um, I think one of the quotes attributed to me, I say attributed to me, I did say it. It's not like they made it up. Uh, one of the things I said in the, the 20th anniversary book, I, I forgot I said this because I gave the interview like early last year. But it did get to a point that after after most Dead Man events, we'd take like some time, we'd book out our calendars to probably deal with some controversy that would come, would come up. So that was always, hard, the hardest days were the evening of a dead man event when something went wrong mm. that sucked it's especially because we were doing for a while of our time we we're doing events in a little city called leicester like not too far from cambridge but we we're away from the office we couldn't necessarily deep dive into what went wrong that night because you know it's 11 p.m or 1 a.m and we have to wait till monday two two three days later and then just knowing that we wouldn't be able to get like a really wouldn't be able to properly fix it until the week began that sucks that puts a huge yeah. damper on your rest of your weekend and not just because you know you're getting you're getting you're getting like vitriol online understandably but because you want to do the right thing you want to get it resolved and fixed and yeah. you can move on to whatever cool stuff you're doing yeah that's gotta suck and it's like i know there's been times at jagex where the community is just asking for things over and over and over and over and it's like you can't say certain things because it's not, you know, it's like you have to hold back some things that you probably really want to tell the community, but it's just. Yeah. It's sometimes you've got to wait for, for it to be, sometimes to be ready. Yeah. yeah. Like otherwise there's just going to be a consecutive, like 20 or 30 holding messages yeah. because you know, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. Or maybe we're making good progress on something, but we don't want to announce it yet because Maybe it doesn't quite happen. Like there's the, something could go wrong. Um, but I, I get it for the most part. Like play, I, I mentioned earlier, people pay to play our product, play our game, uh, so they've got a right to you know demand what they want to demand. I, I, I always want them to do it in the most constructive way possible, in the most pleasant way possible. But sometimes it can take like a, a something to go really wrong, and really understanding, calm, pleasant people that's enough to invoke a different response from them. And I get it. Uh, you know, I'm the same. Everyone, everyone's human. We, we yeah. sometimes, it's just natural to kind of get a bit fierce about it all. Yeah. And, you know, I think to a lot of the really long-standing things that players want to see resolved, like account security, I get it. But there's also, sometimes, you know, there's, there's nothing to say on it. I, we, we, we try to, when we're publishing the Gazette Monthly, put like a lot of status updates saying, hey, look, we know you really want account security, but it's been... Uh, hasn't been deprioritized, but something else has taken priority, like constant attacks against our login servers and that type of thing. Yeah. So we were, we were trying to be transparent with that. I, we know the end result isn't what you want to hear. Yeah. And ultimately, sometimes you can be as transparent as you like about why something's not coming. It's just not the right answer. Like there's no magic combination of words. Yep. Yep. You can't please. You, sometimes you just can't please the community or the, mm-hmm. the voice. This is a this is a good question from Meech. 
uh, on Twitter. He, he asks, what is one thing you wish that the OSRS community could understand and see from the JMOD perspective? That's a great question. Um, you know what? I'm going to answer all these questions, right? And then, and then later or tomorrow, I think of a better answer. Uh, but right now, what sticks out to me is just understand that things take time and, and circumstances change, maybe perhaps behind the, behind the scenes. And sometimes we're not, we aren't able to speak about that like quite as openly as we want or as quickly as we like, or in as much detail as we'd like to. And how to expand on that. Sorry, give me a second. Um, I did, I, I got like an example to hand. Okay, let, I mean, let's use like one seven scape thing, right? Okay. I, at its core, the I think the, the some of the reasoning, which we've never really got into, some of the reasoning was solid behind the decision, but the execution was poor. I'll, I'll, I'll say it now, I, I can say it. Like the, the way we handled it, went about it, the, the messaging, the, the engagement we had with 117, bless him, I've apologized profusely to him and I always continue to do so. Well, it wasn't great. We handled it. We bungled that. But there's, there's just, you know, we can't talk about everything yep. that's happening behind the scenes or can't always give absolute transparency to decision making. But do understand that, you know, if players are unhappy, we're also going to convey that back to the rest of the studio. And we're going to act as quickly as possible to try and bring about a fix and change. And sometimes fixing and changing stuff does take time to do. I remember... I'll carry on using a one seven escape example. I think one of the first holding messages was, we're talking to one seven escape, we're going to try and reach an agreement. And there were so many, like a lot of people were like, all right, cool, that's really positive. And then there were some people who were like, what's there to agree, just release it. I was like, no, because there is stuff we have to we have to do. It. And we're in different time zones. And I think we did a pretty good job of doing some pretty late calls that week really quickly to make it to make it work and make it happen. So yeah, understand that it takes time to yeah. make decisions internally, and if there are multiple parties involved and they live on different time zones, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could take even longer. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just patience. You just got to be patient sometimes, and it's scary because the more time passes with things, it's like it could it it could potentially get worse. So I understand Absolutely. the stress and that comes on your guys' ends. The the if I, you know, and if I'm saying if I'm calling for patience, then I fully expect someone to say you published a account security blog in November of was it 2018, 2019, one of those. Uh, how much patience do we need for that? And you're like, you know what, you're right. I don't have an answer for that. It hasn't arrived. We said it would arrive, but different different situations, different time scale, that type of thing. So I get that you'd, you'd perhaps pull out like another promise in response to another situation. Yeah. yeah okay um this is kind of the opposite of the question that hampshire asked he was asking your hardest day now friend zones is asking favorite memories working at jagex or best days potentially i'll add on um i've you know what so i've got i've got so many it's <laughs> and i work with, I work with such great people like 
Jagex do a really good job, particularly like, you know, when there's no epidemic happening of celebrating successes, like a really cool summer parties and Christmas parties and stuff. And particularly if you're really good friends with people at Jagex, then you, you know, you have, you have a great time with your friends. There was, I think the 20, 2017 Christmas party, maybe the 2018, yeah, it's 2017 one. We hired out like a, a hangar at one of the local like um, airplane, air war museums. And you could walk around, have like a guided tour of the planes and stuff. But then ultimately there was some really cool entertainment. The bar was free. Everyone was just having a great time drinking and having a good time. There were like flight simulators. Um, you meet Santa. <laughs> that was cool. And I think I've, I've got a great picture of me, Cam, Aiza, and Archie, and like Santa's sleigh. So that, that <laughs> one sticks out because you're having a, you're having a great time with people you spend you spend a lot of time with. Um, yeah. It's a bit of time away from that work environment. And I mentioned the kind of the sporting stuff. So we've raised a lot of money for charity, like special effect. I did Game Blast, which is great. That's another great memory of mine. But uh, special effect every year, do like a few different events and tournaments. There was, and this 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 memory would only really appeal to like soccer fans, if there are any listening. There was uh, one tournament they did where they invited like four or five different teams from games industry teams to come and play, and they had uh, managed to get in touch with some ex professional soccer players to kind of coach one of the teams. Um, we had Nigel Winterburn. Name probably means nothing to you. He used to play for Arsenal. <laughs> he was our coach. And we, we won the tournament quite comfortably. Like, we were the best team. We won it comfortably. And that was cool for us because we were, you know, beating other games companies, which is pretty awesome to do. Yeah. We were winning. The weather was awesome. We were, you know, talking to people we'd watched playing football when we were kids. And then he stuck around afterwards, had some beers with us, and then kind of then we went into Oxford. That's where we were playing to like have a little more, for like a few more beers. That was just a really cool time. Yeah, that I think Jagex really does well with treating content creators that come down, and it sounds like the employees as well. Because uh, well, I, yeah, employees are really well looked after. Yeah. Great is for sure. I feel like we could do better um, players as well. So like. You know, you know what really sucks is that the month before COVID like became a really big thing. So mm-hmm. I'm talking like early 2020. Yeah, I just secured like a pretty good budget for visits uh, and play tests for you know normal players, not creators. And I was going to have a really great roster of visits for normal players to come to the studio, like expenses paid, that type of thing. Damn! And then it just all fell through. And then it fell through. <laughs> and it, it, that was like the end result of like a, a good, not a struggle because everyone was on board of it, but like justification and, you know, working out how much money was needed, that type of mm-hmm. thing. So that's one thing. I, I, you know, a big regret of mine was, well, a regret of everybody's was COVID, huh? That fucking sucked. Yeah. But it, I, I think we would have had a really cool, really, really cool year of like player visits. Absolutely. I was so looking forward to RuneFest the past two years, actually. And, of course, there was none. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it sucks for everyone that the pandemic happened. But I think we were able – it maybe took a bit of time for us to react better. But quite quickly, when the pandemic we, you know, we, we put on like the 1v1 tournament. We, we, we span up a dead man really quickly. We're doing a lot more live streams and stuff. And then obviously this year, instead of a RuneFest, we put up like the Summer Summit. And mm-hmm. that was awesome. Because yeah, that was, was just kind of, that felt like 
players were waiting to hear some good news for a while. Yeah. And it had been a while. And I know leagues have since been delayed, but for I think the summit landed and it gave the players the reassurance and the confidence they needed to kind of believe in what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think internally as well. Good. The rest is oh sorry. Um but internally as well, like once the summit had kind of, you know, uh, landed and players were engaging with it, we felt way better about what we were doing. Because yeah. whilst we could just, you know, not look at Twitter or Reddit or Discord or something, <laughs> the way the players feel has a big effect on how we feel about what we're doing as well. Yeah. Yeah, that transparency, the summer summit, and then uh, I know the, I think it was the leadership. Yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. You, was... you were involved in. Mod Marcus is um, like kind of reintro to the community. Mm-hmm. So talk about this as well. Like he's old school's new EP. He spent a bit of executive producer. He spent a bit of time with old school. Um, like shortly after Matt K had left, um, before Mod Bonsai joined the team, and he was great to work with. I really enjoyed working with him. He just one thing you can tell the way he does. He just understands what the old school team does well and wants to do, and just empowers them to do it. That was that was great and. You know, I'd already accepted a job offer before um, Marcos was announced as coming to us. That was one of the things that made me reconsider. I, I obviously, obviously, I didn't reconsider, but it was one thing that really made me question my decision because yeah. I think he's going to be awesome for the game. Yeah. I think there's always going to be little things like, ah, oh, did I make the right decision? But there are some, <laughs> there are some uh, questions asking, when are you coming back? <laughs> You know, I, I I can see it happening one day. Like I said, I oh, yeah? well, I almost left last year, and then I stayed. The Jackets counted. I got a, like a good. Uh, I came out well out of it, but that motivation, that reason for looking, didn't go, didn't dissipate. And I know full well that, and I, you know, I'd never make a habit of it of applying for jobs, getting an offer, and be like, all right, counter, keep me next year, do it again, next year, do it again. <laughs> yeah, but. I, I've got no doubt that had I said to Jagex, I'll stay if you give me, you know, here's my list of demands. They would have, they would have moved heaven and earth to, to make it happen. But this time around, I was, I was really forthright. I said, Hey, look, cause my boss asked me, was like, what, what, like what would make you change your mind? And I was like, you know what? There isn't anything. Yeah. That motivation for looking to go, wanting to try something new. It's just not going to go. Yeah. I could say, cool, give me, you know, X number of pounds more per year. And that first paycheck will hit, and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. But then next month, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to go. Yeah. Just something so you I, need I to think, do. Yeah, I get out of my system yep. and then come back one day. Yeah, I think it, it would be nice to get a fresh perspective like you're doing to see, you know, yeah, what. I think it, it really helped. I don't want to speak for him, but I think it helped Aiza as well to be able to come back. Um, having taken a bit of, uh, you know, bit distance, even though he was streaming, and then he moved to uh, a different role professionally, working like IT, and then moved to Method. He was he had a bit of distance and then come back into old school with a brand new perspective. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's exciting to <laughs> hear. I mean, I would love you to come back, but, uh, you know, whatever, you know, would make you the happiest and stuff, I think that's just the best. And my brother... Uh, got a job uh he he works in like uh i guess video and advertising at a at a company and i don't think he mm-hmm. realized how comfortable 
and how happy he really i guess comfortable is kind of the wrong word sometimes comfortable can be a bad thing uh just being a bit too comfortable in a company but he got a pay raise at a different job and he only worked there for three months then he realized like the the money's just not the thing that's oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. motivating like he he wants to be happy and you know so he went back to uh his old job and so but now he sees it like with fresh eyes like similar to Aiza, where you come back and you're like okay like I see the how good it is to be here. So, yeah, for sure. I um. So the offer I I accepted. Like, I don't need to say that now. CCP I joined. I accepted those that offer. Um, I had initially accepted an offer somewhere else uh, in the states. Really, really big studio. Financially, the offer was awesome. <laughs> it was like it was, I was like, really, this is this is great. This is nuts. But I kind of thought about it and money, you know, money's great, money's cool. But if I think about what I'm working on and what I'm spending my time on, it's I, I really care about the kind of the work-life balance. I really want to care about the project that I'm, I'm working on, the product I'm working on, the games I'm working on, the communities I'm working with. So ultimately, I ended up turning it down. Um, and I, I don't I don't regret that decision whatsoever. There was a time when I was like, this is crazy. I'm however many years old, I'm going to go and do this, at this great studio but then taking like a week away from them, hearing out CCP, I was like, okay, yeah, I think this is the jacket felt like home, and CCP does too. That's cool. Okay, Mod Zuko asks if you could tell the community just one thing that you've always wanted to say but never had the chance to. What would it be? I don't know if you've had any <laughs> thought in this beforehand, but uh, I, I. I always feel like I've had the chance to say anything I wanted to say, you know? So like anything I wanted to tell the community, I have. I've never really had hit anything or felt like I couldn't say anything. Yeah. I'd probably just reiterate like all of your gripes and grievances, like we, we know all about them. And in the most part they're they're actively being worked on. Some Mm -hmm. of those things, we're not necessarily at a stage where we can talk about them. Some of those things perhaps aren't at, uh, being being worked on and resolved in the way that you'd necessarily think of so we've got to spend some time fine-tuning that maybe priorities shift a little bit internally maybe something pops up but i honestly believe that the future of old school is going to be awesome future jagex runescape is going to be great and i i do foresee a time when you know there's there's the list of crab stuff that just won't be there anymore it would be fixed the content will be back like regular cadence, playable stuff. You'll have faith in the tools you're using, account security, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I know it comes down to you know patience and how long should we have to wait. Fair question, but long term. And the reason I keep playing old school is because I believe in it. Like if I didn't, I'd, I'd stop playing probably. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. You, you were never silenced or anything. As there's no, cons- there's there's always conspiracies <laughs> in the community, like uh, yeah. you know. I mean, there was um. And so I'm not never been silenced, but internally, I felt like I could say anything I ever wanted to say. I could put put forth my argument, put forth my reasoning, the, the way I wanted to word it and stuff. And I did see a question, which was like, I, you know, I can't remember what the actual wording is. It's it's something to do with. Have you ever had to um, go against 
with your personal beliefs or something like that. Yeah, here actually, I that's crazy. I actually had it pulled up, and that was the next uh-huh. thing I was gonna ask. It was uh, on Reddit. Child yeah. Wolf. So yeah. Okay. So here, I'll, 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 just, I'll just read it off real quick. Just the first part. Yep. Have you ever had to work against your own wishes for the game? So the answer is yes, but never in like a really negative way, because it's it's like it's a it's a, it's a company like any company, and if you've got you've got opinions like everybody has. But I, I've never felt as though my opinions were so stifled or ignored that they weren't really taken on board. You know, sometimes you do stuff as a company and someone raises a risk and says, this might happen. And then you say, okay, cool. I hear the risk. Think of what we can do if it happens, but this is how we're going to proceed. And that, that, you know, that's happened here too. Um, even not even like necessarily malicious stuff, but even like game content, right? Not every bit of content we've polled or blogged, I've been massively a fan of. But my ultimately, as long as the poll system's there, I've, I've probably frustrated a lot of devs sometimes because they want like a proper community stance, like a community management stance on it. I'm like, it's poll it. Like if they want it, they want it. If they don't, they don't. Let's just let the players decide. Yeah. So I, you know, I. I remember speaking against like having so many rewards from the nightmare, for example. Yeah, tons of rewards. But ultimately, that's that's the design we went with as a, as a game, and that's what the players voted on. It's um, and then you know, a partnerships poll, for example. I think partnerships. There's a lot of potential there to grow any community, to grow any game. Uh, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of things like cosmetics or whatnot in games, but I feel like. You know what we what we discussed wasn't necessarily the worst thing in the world, but it wasn't. I wasn't. I, I was comfortable with saying to, to them, "Okay, let's poll it, yes or no." Yeah. So again, I've never felt totally ignored, or I've had to do something really, really, really against my wishes because I've always felt as though I could flag risks, I could offer suggestions and alternatives. That's and good. you know, when it comes to the actual stuff going into the game, the polling system's there. We poll it. What do I know you... a lot of people were unhappy with the polling system. Yeah, well, not with the with the, with the um, partnerships poll, but oh, yeah. I was like, "Look, we're giving you the chance to vote no." Like that's that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. It's not like a vote yes to cool stuff, and we won't ever poll bad stuff. That's just it's there. Vote no. It's there. What do you think about the polling system uh, compared to you know the beginning of old school until now? Do you think it might be outdated? I know a lot of people say that, <clears throat> or do you think it's in a good position and it should be kept. That's a awesome question. And I've got a, you know, I could ramble for hours about polling. <laughs> um, I think on release 2013, fresh from things that happened to RuneScape, the way the polling works, that, that, that was absolutely what was necessary to yes. get trust from the players. Because I feel like players just wanted to, the, you know, if they felt as though the game was going away, they didn't want it to go, they could say no. And then, the game stays preserved. <clears throat> I, f- I feel as though the polling system could benefit from change. Um, I, I, you know, here's the thing. I don't know what change that, that, that has to be. If I think about what poll- what I think polling should be about, I think polling should give players input into the direction of the game. And you know, you think about right now, does polling do that? Because I don't think you have a say in necessarily the types of content. I feel you get a chance to vote yes or no on something we put in front of you. I'd love to see 
again, this is all personal opinion. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, the way I've tried to think about this, if I was to go to a new game, like, you know, I have done, if I was to implement a polling system, what would that look like? So I'd want to give players more input on the types of content, perhaps the content cadence. Um, I don't necessarily... I think sometimes the, 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 the options for players to veto stuff with like a really heavy no vote, it's, it's tough because, you know, if players don't like something, it's great that they can tell us because why would you want to release something players don't like anyway? Yeah. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't play it. They'd hate it. But similarly, you know, when stuff, when stuff is really close and really tight, that's when it's just like, ah, sometimes it's really hard to plan ahead. I think we'd love to be able to spend, you know, build out like a really cool two or three year roadmap with amazing stuff that's really interlinked. But I think the way the polling system currently works is you're not really able to do that. It's kind of like two or three months at a time, two or three months at a time. So, I mean, a question for you, like, what, how, you know, if, how would you react if it was like, hey, here's what the next three years of old school could look like? How do you like it? And then it's like a, a kind of a yes or no, or a, I like some aspects of it. And then maybe you kind of cut it up into quarters of that. And then you're like, this is the weak quarter, this is the strongest quarter. Um, I don't know. I mean, as, as a player, like, I is think... that no vote to, to veto content? Is that really important to you? Uh, I've always kind of. Uh... I don't think I've ever been truly like hardcore against anything that has been like polled or, mm-hmm. you know, suggested by the team. Uh, I think there's, there's always things that I would tweak. Uh, I know the boss slayer that was polled, uh, yep. not this, this summer, but the one previous, there was a lot of things that I wasn't for, but it still was such a cool idea to have people that love bossing be able to exclusive not fully exclusively but be able to do majority bossing while they're slaying and uh i think like a a, like a year roadmap is really cool and it's really Mm -hmm. simple i i think me personally if i saw a three year i'd get like really overwhelmed or even a two year i'd get pretty overwhelmed but i think like if something were to come out in december by the team that's saying hey here's what we're planning for 2022 and i know that's kind of what they do for rune fests usually is they'll like say Mm -hmm. But if there was like seriously a roadmap of like this is actually when we're planning on releasing stuff, not just some of this stuff will come out this next year. Um, I think that'd be great. I've always I was gonna mention this as well uh, regarding polling, but I know it's tough with COVID and stuff. But I've always been a f- huge fan of player councils. I don't know how that would exactly work and how it would all get decided of who's part of the council or whatever. But you know, you could have the councils of the PKers, the Ironmen, Skillers, bot, like the PVMers and stuff. And you could have these kind of dedicated players that do have, you know, that do know kind of what's best for their player group and, you know, what could, what they would like to see in the game. And then, you know, they could be mini polls sort of in the councils. Like I guess, like, I don't know how it would work out completely, but I've always been a fan of those councils. Um, it's, it's interesting, right? I think I, I love the idea and concept of councils too. I mean, uh, different ends of like the. If you look across MMOs, you've got like Eve Online, you have the like democratically elected councils. And I look at that and I'm like, that's crazy cool. Um, but whoa, that's like a huge undertaking. Yeah. And 
is that you know the right thing for old school RuneScape? I don't think it is. I think it's two different games, two different communities. But then I, I do I, I do really like the idea of like <clears throat> spinning up small groups of really knowledgeable players. Maybe not as like a permanent always on council, but as you know, to maybe to contribute to that. You know, if if we do go down this one year roadmap thing mm-hmm. we just discussed, maybe it's like all right, we we it's July of whatever year, so it's time to spin up that council for a month, and then we go and iterate on what they've said, and we present them something to them, and then we give them a chance to kind of give feedback with the idea of polishing it up. You know, well before like December or January or whenever you want to present that year long roadmap. So maybe that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, there's, and I don't, I don't have the perfect answer by any means. That's just something I've always found was cool because like. Yeah, we do have we do have the polling system and I think it is good to give everyone an equal vote. I think that's like pretty essential. So like the councils would probably make it so a player that's not on the council or has no part of a, a community doesn't even feel like they're heard anymore. Yeah. And that's not like what I would say. Like I would still almost want to keep the old polling as well, but then just add on these councils to get another say and to you know, I don't know how the decision making would work. Obviously, it's gonna, um, uh, like, eventually come down to just Jagex what they decide. But, and honestly, like, I'm okay with how polling is currently. I think, yeah, it's a little weird, uh, because like, there's just, like, I don't know. I I know there's problems with the polling system, but for the most part, at least it inspires discussion throughout, you know, Twitter, yeah. Reddit, and stuff like that. And then Jagex does listen to the players at the end of the day like if it if it passes it passes if it fails it fails so like sometimes you mentioned boss Lair earlier i don't think that even went to the poll they i think the reception was yeah that's it so the reception was so strong it was like this isn't even worth polling yeah. like it's not necessarily you know a lot of time we put we put a design out there we get some feedback we change it and we poll it this i think the feedback we got was there's so so much that tweaks to the design weren't necessary or mm-hmm. weren't wouldn't have been beneficial. It would be an overhaul. Yeah. And you know what? Um, one of the questions earlier, like were you ever unhappy with some aspects of uh, of what you were doing or, or, or made to do or felt forced to do? I wasn't too keen on Boss Slayer myself. I felt like it could be a really cool part of uh, a Slayer Guild and all of the Boss Slayer concepts, there are different parts of it. Why don't you cut it up? If you, you know, if maybe the Slayer Guild with tiered access, like the Farming Guild, mm-hmm. yeah, access to a different tier at a different level. And then you get access to different parts of boss layer at each tier. Make it progressive. Yeah. Progression based rather. I... So I was just but you know, ultimately as a team we decided we're gonna put that design in front of players. So and then let players decide. Yeah. I uh I think it was actually really smart to just kind of scrap boss layer because similar to how warding was received, even with all the tweaks that you guys made for it. Yeah. It's like nope, your your first impression of it's just there's players that will just even if everything was made perfectly for them they would still vote no because yeah of just their first impression with it warding if if we were talking about warding a bit i I, I haven't actually seen any questions about warding so i want to use that little ramble opportunity um one of my biggest regrets is warding is the way it was handled yeah i i liked it as a concept when it was pitched internally and we're like yeah this is a cool skill it makes sense and you know i've seen lots of players say sure it makes sense but it's not fun or exciting, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, the, the Gowers have said so, like, yeah, it feels like the missing link and should have been there from day one, but, you know, it wasn't there on day one. But I feel as though 
so long went between its Runefest announcement and then any like serious attempt at engaging discussion about the skill. So long passed. I'm, I'm thinking four or five months. Yeah. Without any like actual effort on our part to try and um, bust any myths or answer questions. That it didn't matter whatever we did after that point because that yeah. that vote, vote note awarding was <laughs> was like a meme or a slogan on it unto itself, right? Like yeah. it was so Literally. firmly in everyone's minds that you could fucking say warding will let players spawn a bill or something like that, and then even the casual would say vote <laughs> note awarding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. There was nothing we could have said. Like warding might have been the coolest thing on earth. Like, but like warding might have brought about the most amazing content that you could think of but five months of vote notes awarding memes and in twitch chat like it was just there like and the blog I came mean, out it was cool but no one cared yeah and the like announcement of it was like everyone kind of listened to the first announcement but any iteration that was found in like the old school main site on the mm-hmm. on those poll blogs and stuff like there there was so much missing i remember there was misinformation being spread like all the time of like no no no, like that got changed like they've they've already scrapped that idea but people would still carry on with like the initial proposal you know and so there was just like nobody even knew what was even gonna come from warding yeah it literally was just vote no to warding and it's it's a really tough one because okay you know first of all we, we took we we started way too late trying to talk to players about it properly but then you know, and in studio, and since warding, our creative services team has grown big time. Like we've got some really awesome talent in. Um, brought in somebody to kind of take over the department. Who I don't, I don't want to like share too much, but led the creative services at one of like the biggest studios and MMOs there is, and it's done a great job at Jagex. So, but at the time, it was a pretty small team. And if you're asking for like content or you know maybe like a video about warding to give you like the biggest up like the single source of truth, that up-to-date information, it's hard to justify when the content hasn't even been polled yet. Yeah. Because you've got other stuff to work on. So for me, warding was a mixed bag. If if I could take on a new skill, and I'd love to. You know what? I and I know this is a contentious subject for some people. I want players to consider a new skill not in the sense of I don't want a new skill because, you know, 2007 or whatever. But just if the skill was cool and makes sense, and if if we could design, uh, I always I carry on saying we. I don't think I'll ever get that habit. But <laughs> if we could design like a new skill and pitch it to players, I do things so differently. I mean, we did like a big retrospective internally on how warding went and what you do differently. Uh, I think I learned a lot from that too. I wasn't too closely involved in it. I just joined the community team again from my stint in social and video. So like, pretty much once I joined the team. I was like, okay, we need to get warding going, but I was too late. Yeah, but I, I, I'd, I'd seen what had happened from almost the outside perspective, and I think um, people really close on the project did a great job of trying to address player feedback and player concerns and questions. But like we've said, it was just vote no was already cemented. Yeah, I would. I mean, I I think the hunger for a new skill uh, a new skill has always been a thing. In yeah. fact, I'm almost certain if if wording had been proposed correctly or in a better way, um, that it it would have passed. I, I know it was pretty high. Wasn't it like seventy? It was. 
I don't, I don't, I don't remember the percentage of no versus. Yes. I, I want to say sixty six. Oh, something 66. like that. I thought it was like low seventies. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally would love a new skill. I, I mean, it would suck to lose my max cape for a little bit, but everyone would be in the same position, you know. So it'd be kind of fun. To... Yeah, I do. I do wonder if there would be a. You know what? Um, things like comp cape and stuff. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons I'm so opposed to like a comp cape well i'm not opposed if we can one of the, the biggest uh, hesitation i've got around introducing some kind of like comp system is that what if players start voting because on new content because they don't want to lose their comp cape? they literally like, will you know? yep that is yeah and how do you how do you rectify that how do you resolve it i mean in, in the initial yeah. comp poll you can say we won't poll new additions to completionist requirements but then Players would start blanket voting no to everything just on, the, on, on fear on uh, it's just difficult. Yeah. And then you know, then the polling system doesn't become fit for purpose because players aren't voting on new content in the right uh, with, the, with the right motivation. Yeah. See, I always thought it would be cool to not have a completionist cape, but have a collection log cape. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was always my idea because. The more content that would actually be added on, so there would be like little tiers of the collection log cape, or I was even thinking like a sash, something that would like it would be in the blessing slot and it would just go over your shoulder or something like that. Um, and it would actually be beneficial for new things to come out because then you would, you know, just have new slots in order to unlock. So there would be tiers of like 100, 200. It'd probably just go up by 100 or something. Um, so and you would just I, lo- I love it. Yeah. I love it. But it's. And this is what I've said internally as well when people kind of suggest things you've said is that you, you guys, players, it will, it will start out that way and then feature creep. Like look at skill capes. Skill capes were just going to be cosmetic and then they got stats and then they yeah. got better effects and now we want better effects. <laughs> uh, when we relented and polled the champion's cape, we said like, this is just going to be cosmetic. It won't ever be a max cape. It won't ever have any effects or stats that are really great or anything like that. Now everyone and wants it. <laughs> now everyone wants it improved. And I get it. It's just natural. Yeah. I'm not. It's not a negative thing. Yeah. I've always been wary of whenever someone's proposed this like comp light. Um, I don't think it will remain light for long. Because, yeah. because why would it? If, if, if you introduce it that way, and then you've got 90% of your players turn around and say, change it. I don't think, point, I don't think saying, yeah, but we said we wouldn't. <laughs> is a good enough reason not to do it because if, if all of your players want you to do it now then circumstances have changed and you, and you just totally should change it the fact that we can re-pull things like makes me almost like i don't know i guess the jar of darkness it's it's one in 25 or it's one in 2000 or one in 2500 or something like that for the jar yep and i'm okay with it being rare because it's truly is just a cosmetic you know if if you're a completionist you know like that there's things that are rare. There's already third age. So, you know, you're already hard cap behind that. But my issue is like in a year or two, it could just be repulled again or repulled mm-hmm. again. So it's like, it's almost like there's never actually a proper time to grind out that content because there's always like the inevitable repull of something. Um, That's what scares me about like, I don't know, just just the repulling. Like, it's almost like, should I even grind corp right now? Because, you know, in a year or two, they're just going to, pull the divine again and yeah it's hard to say because jagex can say oh we'll we'll never change this or something but then you know a couple years down the line they'll just kind of go back on their mind because the community wants it 
so it's it's weird man so like i'm i've i've always been the kind of every man's community manager where i don't necessarily have like the fiercest game well yeah I, I do have a lot of kind of like fierce opinions about the game but it's not my job to be that um kind of design voice i'll raise it internally and i'll talk about it on q a's if i'm asked and stuff but ultimately i just want to reflect what players feel mm-hmm. and if an overwhelming amount of players do want to see something changed or repolled or iterated on and improved, whether it's the Jar of Darkness rarity being repolled or the Divine Sigil being added to the game full stop or uh, additions or changes to skill capes or other cosmetic capes, then I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, if the community want it, cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think and, that's good. Yeah. But I, I also, it, it's tough because I, I don't want to set like a, well, here's the thing. And you know what? One of the other reasons I wanted to try and to try and build like a new community is because I inherited one. Um, precedents were set. Um, kind of, there was like a, even though it was pretty early days, and I joined four years into old school's life, and we're now uh, eight plus, nearly coming up to nine years. But there were habits, and there were precedents set, and I, I it kind of stepped me looking elsewhere. And I, this is a bit off topic, but kind of on topic <laughs> is. If I think about, you know, if I was here in 2013, what could I have done differently? Or what could I have iterated on? That type of thing. So, and then that that kind of, I, I bring that up because the precedent for repolling is there. The precedent for iterating on stuff, even though we said it's only going to be cosmetic, and then we kind of give in and add other stuff to it and stats to it and, and effects to it, that precedent's already there. Yeah. So and that's always going to be that way, unless unless polling takes like a huge shift, like a rework to the polling system. And you know, me and you, we already discussed that we don't necessarily know what, if anything, needs to change. Yeah, because it is another thing. The game, like I said, is nearly nine years old. Like it's got nine, it's got to nine years about to change the polling. Does it even need one? Yeah. Maybe the best effect is um, <clears throat> changing the way feedback works and changing the way we pitch content keeping the polling system the same, that type of thing. I think there's tons of different answers to it. I also so, yeah. uh, sort of wonder um, how much uh, you guys take away from the like the surveys you guys do. That was the word, surveys. Um, because those are not polls exactly, but you, at least you kind of get an idea of what players want. So you'll bring up suggestions of uh like what would you rather see like skill and content pvp content pvm content does that greatly benefit you guys because uh, oh, the... seriously useful yeah especially yeah. when you've got when it when I'm, when it isn't necessarily useful it's when it's just like a blank box and it's like type anything you want about old school <laughs> what you want to see about old school yeah. i mean first of all that's awesome but it's just it's, it's like practical. impossible to yeah collaborate everything like i don't know so when we can make it as leading as possible um, when there were really specific surveys like the equipment rebalancing one, that was seriously useful because this is us asking very specific questions about yeah. very specific scenarios. And I think Aiza did a really great job of like a wilderness and revs based one, which is now kind of, you know, yielding results because players seem pretty happy with the recent rev changes. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what sucks? It took so long, but, but and we are seriously sorry about that, but, the, the results from that survey were really useful in helping to shape what some of the upcoming, well, some of the recent and upcoming changes look like. Yeah. And some I, of the, the bigger annual survey stuff, they they um, 
they are really useful, but I, where I feel like maybe we've not necessarily got it so right, I don't know if you can get it right. Because as a studio and as a game team, it I think it becomes... Um, hmm. I just can't really envisage like the ultimate survey, which allows players to feed in in the same way that we 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 uh, work because ultimately, like any business, you, you got you got targets at the hit, and they're not like jaggers are great. Old school is awesome. We've never really felt like massively under pressure. Tons of flexibility, tons of freedom, and hey, old school's done so well. <laughs> like for the most part, just smashing everything. But it's, I think it's easy to say to players, hey, tell us what you want. But then if it's the same, if it's the type of content where it won't necessarily bring in players, you know, look at the um, tons of players, and less so now, I think maybe because of the recent content, like uh, desert, perhaps, there used to be a really big topic of don't make new content, go and rework and fix old stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not really hearing it anymore. Um, and, it's... you know, we, we, we could never really... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You dedicate. You can't just take a year off of making new stuff because yeah. people stop playing. Um so this is where you need to hit the right balance of spending time building new stuff, spending time working on infrastructure, behind the scenes stuff, and then also uh, reworking the actual gameplay features. Yeah. And what I think what I'm getting at is that becomes then really hard to uh, convey a studio's needs and ask players to prioritize what they want based on the studio's needs without telling players what the studio needs. Yeah. It's, it's the, so then we kind of have to like, Send out a survey, take the results in a way that we want to take them, but then perhaps it might look like they're being ignored or something like that. It's uh, it's, it's a tough ask, and it's ultimately it's a problem for us to solve, not yeah. not the players. And here I'm not necessarily even speaking from an old school perspective. Like I imagine I'll be doing much of the same in my my new role, my new studio, my new game. Yeah, it's I personally I'm a fan of reworking old content. Not even just mm-hmm. like reworking. I don't know if that's the right word, but just making content that I mean, look at Trouble Brewing. I mean that yep. that could have a rework. Um, I'm one of the players that would love to see that, but I know there's a lot of big YouTubers and other people that are definitely just advocating. We want new stuff, like new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. Don't care about anything else. Um, and there is a interesting to hear you say like the YouTube and the stuff. It's that's are, that's how you know, I see it. You know, yeah, I know, and tons of players do. I I just don't see it that way, really. Um, I feel like there are a fair amount of content creators who uh, are in your camp as well, who are just like, I want to see stuff fixed. And for the most part, when I'm when I hear about new content, 
but I, I guess as in, in community, I'm listening in a place that you're not. I, I'm seeing players in, in places that you aren't in, reading the messages that you're not reading. Mm-hmm. And it's just players asking for new content. It's not just... So it's, it's, yeah, it's always been interesting to me to hear about how players maybe view content creators and stuff. Because for the most part, their views are just your views. Um, or there are enough content creators who share your own views. I saw a great suggestion that I thought was great quite recently. And you know what? I can't remember what it was. But it was a, it, it might have been a suggested fire making revamp. Okay. Was um, it, what was it? it was on, I've seen a couple of them over the, yeah, yeah, over yeah. the year. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, while, while we'll chat, I don't know if you want to like maybe go through a new uh, topic, but I'll try and dig out. No, let, 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 I mean, because Karen's talking about the kind of, the, breakdown of um fixing new stuff versus making new stuff and fixing old stuff versus making new stuff yeah I'm, I'm in i'm in both like i would love to see old stuff like trouble brewing you mentioned yeah reworked and, and made just viable or enjoyable or worth doing but i do also want new content because new content's cool new content keeps players playing yes. the game yeah there there is a balance and i think i mean there are even things like very simple things, not even like full on mini games, but um Oh, let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, so I just uh, for anyone listening, I've just dug out the the one I was referencing, okay. which is like I have seen this. from the ashes. It's bloody massive. You might spend a year <laughs> yeah. reading through it. I didn't read the whole thing, I'll be completely honest. Yeah. I don't agree with everything there, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I honestly I think I read the first like eighth of it. <laughs> Yeah. pretty long yeah. it is super long some of the stuff is really cool some of the stuff i'm like okay yeah i get why but not necessarily my cup of tea yeah but then when it comes to like you know runescape 3 the whole mining and smithing rework that was huge undertaking is that what would would doing that or you know making fire making like worth it is that what players want i, I don't know it's tough yeah it is tough I always think of little things like um, me personally, I have my like I I love the charmingness of old school and just like the the really simple things and the overlooked things. For example, there are random mines, like random rocks in the in the world (laughs) on the surface and in like underground areas that are just completely dead content. And I just feel like reworking rocks and this also goes with like fishing spot there's there's some fishing spots that are completely dead like you will never ever ever do this on any sort of snowflake account or anything ever do this content or fish on this spot and it's the same thing with the rocks i i find it really weird that we keep coming out with new like mini games for mining rather than just reworking the like the old school mine this rock, you know, and like make it so rocks have more like um, have faster respawn timers. You can mine them faster, stuff like that. Instead of just oh, this all this stuff is dead content. We just need another mother load mine or something like that. That's I've always seen. I don't know. I, that's what I want in the game. Those are the things that I want. Those so small minor updates that don't take much, but it just kind of like livens up the game and gives more opportunities rather than just playing saying oh just go to motherload mine instead of i don't know i yeah i i, I, yeah. I do agree to, to an extent um it's like 
doing the I think some of some of it for me is almost nostalgia. Like I'd love to see people cutting wood where we used to cut and mining rocks where we used to mine just because we felt that's where you should go. Like and you know what? I you know the uh the coal trucks? Like yes. that's literally like a dedicated coal mine for mining I coal. I know, and it's completely <laughs> dead content. It's just so yeah. sad because there is a need to get coal in mass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with blood runecrafting. I, I mean, I have a problem with runecrafting in general. I think there does need to be an overhaul. I think it's so okay. silly that, you know, the best way to get runes is just buy them, especially on an Iron Man. And yeah, for it, sure. And, but I can sympathize why people ask for blood rune packs. <laughs> yeah, me too. Th- they're not asking for blood rune packs. They're asking for more blood rune somehow. Yes. And I think, like, runecrafting should have always excelled in being the way you get runes you know same thing with chopping trees like instead of going to kill giant mole for 150 noted u logs it'd be cool if like the source was the actual like best method um i all yeah i, I feel yeah. oh sorry you go no no i was i was just gonna say like one thing i would love to see is elemental runes air water earth and uh, fire if, if it was actually worth it to go craft them and you could craft them in abundance you know mm-hmm. rather than just going there and getting like i don't know 200 fire runes like it's just silly to me like i, I feel like there should be I don't know, skills should be reworked to actually give uh reason to train rather than just train for xp you actually get rewarded as well i i, I dig it i'm with you especially when it comes to runes and rune crafting think about like the as you were a new player like you're a brand new player you're not following any optimal quest guide or quest helper you're just doing quests as you encounter them and one of the first things you learn is that these things, the runes, which let you cast magic spells, they are so scarce and so precious that like they, some people, like a few tiny number of people, just discovered how to go and make some. And then, like, players go and play that quest right now, and then they just go and kill something, and it drops like <laughs> two hundred death runes. Yeah. It's, but I don't, I, I, I wonder if it's the way it is right now is just so ingrained that. Like, if if I was to relaunch old school RuneScape, I do, and I'm take a different path. I do what we're discussing right now, but now it's just like a yeah. Do no, we it's... really go through and and rework and and rebalance and stuff? And I mean, I, I look at like the equipment rebalance. And I know that's less pop. It's, it's different, but kind of similar. Yeah. But imagine you're proposing like giant overhauls. Yeah, to it's drop impossible to... and the way stuff works. It's How, so can hard you to do pull it? off. Yeah, and is it worth it's it to a... even pull off? It's a really fun full exercise, but is it practical to actually do? I think what would be cool, and this is just for Iron Man, basically. I don't think any other uh, accounts really care, but I know there's a huge want for, you know, gold ore packs and blood rune packs. Those are like the main things that people are asking for. Just something to rework it. Personally, maybe I'm a masochist. I just think it would be a cool thing to just get rid of shops for iron men and just let them figure it out like (laughs) that that i mean of course that's uh that would be horrible for a lot of players they would hate that but it would be cool to just you know i don't know i don't know maybe that that does sound a bit harsh but i think i I think like i said i think it's i think it's fun to yeah it is i think it's really fun to think of oh it'd be cool if the game changed this way um you know what and okay what do you think about this this is not this is not ever something I've actually suggested. But if you know we are relaunching old school, we're we working old school. 
or we, we, we've gone back in time and me and you having to be in a position where we're helping decide what happens. There's so much back and forth about changing content because it might interact with Iron Man too negatively or whatever. Just stick Iron Man on a different game profile in different <laughs> game worlds. Yeah. Um, and then change the change rates and change things there and then let main accounts do mains and no you can't grief anyone no main accounts to start griefing people because they're they're playing different game profiles yeah i've always heard of uh iron man only worlds i mean wilderness would be just weird because i mean wilderness is made to you know there's bosses out there that yeah true really good drop tables it'd be really weird if you're just out in the wilderness doing whatever you want without any risk involved but very true yeah i think because of that and it's not like i'm saying okay iron man can log into another world when they want to i'm saying like completely distinct profiles and game modes almost like a leagues but obviously not seasonal mm. it's always on iron man go over here all right you sit on this world and then everybody else plays on this one yeah but that probably would have had a knock-on effect on how popular iron man is because you know it is seriously popular there are tons yeah. of iron man even before group iron man yeah it's insane there's a lot but you know what's even more mind-blowing is that there's so many more mains, at least it feels like it, which is so weird because I right. feel like Iron Man is booming. And then, like, I don't know if you guys have the actual percentage of... And I know there's probably... Most bots would be main accounts. I don't think bots usually are Iron Man. <laughs> but, uh... I don't, I don't... I think, yeah, I think most bots are main. Yeah, I, I wonder what the percentage split of, like, active players are for, of mains and then, like, all Iron Man modes. Uh, Do you know? I... We do know that. I, I'm not sure I can say it, mm. but it's like a sizable amount. Um, I think the, the most I could probably say is point towards the poll results summary we did, where we spoke about the number of players voting by Iron Man status. Uh, what was it? If I can find that. Yeah. You know what? I can't. Where did we go? Oh, there we go. Probably my man poll summary blog. Um, yeah, there was something like 100, 100 and probably like 2k non Iron Man, the main, and then uh, just under 40k Iron Man. Interesting. So you're looking at like a almost like a two third split. Yeah. Of main. Yeah, that's that's what it kind of seems like in my head, at least. Um, so what do you, do you think it's mind blowing that people play main accounts? Uh, you know what? It's really interesting because I've heard arguments saying like Iron Man ruined RuneScape, like ruined <laughs> PKing, ruined this. And like, I see where they're coming from. That's bad wording to say it ruined it because clearly it's one of the most popular uh, things to do on RuneScape now is to make an Iron Man, you know, but like, I can totally see where they're coming from where, you know, it kind of gets rid of the charm. Like you, those players you can't really interact with anymore. You know, it's kind of like, they're segregated. You can't trade them. You can't do anything. And then, uh, you know, they they can't even involve themselves in PKing because there's no benefit. You know, if, if an Iron Man goes and PKs, it's not like they're going to get anything from it. I mean, they still can. There's clearly examples of Iron Man PKers. But um, it does – it did kind of divide the, the, the community. And um, so I can kind of see where they're coming from. And sometimes I kind of – wonder what would have happened if iron man wasn't a thing like where the game would be right now if iron man had yeah, just never come out yes so I, I think it definitely has affected the approach to some like design stuff 
like you mentioned, and the way players uh, interact with things. But I, I also think it's probably done a really like brilliant job of driving players to the game, um, so that the game's held from like a metrics perspective. I mean, how many creators uh, are organically pushing so much OrangeScape content because it's Iron Man led, Iron Man focused, yeah. and I think group Iron Man is is like there are so many accounts coming through look at the group <laughs> Ironman high scores and look at I me mean, you're doing any activity and there's almost certainly a group Ironman icon there yeah i think i think it's the metrics perspective it's awesome it's, it's brilliant it puts old school in like a really healthy position but i get why players some might why some players might feel as though it's kind of neutered some aspects of the, the game design yeah and i would feel the same way uh i mean personally the I play this game so much because of Iron Man. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I enjoy. I don't think I'd play anywhere near the hours I play if I, if it was still, like, the main game only. Because I yeah. had plenty of experiences where I'll just burn out for a little bit. Because the whole game, kind of, for me, it felt like it was just money-making. Just make GP to get new stuff. And, like, that was the grind. But at what point do you just not care about gp where iron man there's just like you actually have to go for specific things not just best gp per hour so yeah i I get that it it puts an end goal for you because as a main account it's almost like and what i mentioned earlier when i was when i was probably the most actively involved in old school as a player was like the kind of 2010 2011 era when for me my goal and my own end game was that organized clan warring because I was just making gold in the week and then you know spending it on supplies on the weekend. And I was like, that's my reason for doing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas for players who don't necessarily have that kind of uh, emergent gameplay, like community-driven end goal for themselves, whether it's warring or whether it's something else, then you're just accumulating and for no real reason. Yeah. So I, I get it. But there's also, you know, not every player, every main account is kind of in your position of being like a really you know high-level an engaged player there are some main accounts who are just you know just trying to trying to make ends meet and get along in their world yeah no and like i have to take a step back a lot of the time because i do play this game a lot and i now play it as my job basically and Mm -hmm. like i have to remember okay like there are players that actually have real lives and can play this game for one hour a day, two hours a day, you know, and they don't, they don't have time to make some Iron Man and try to progress. Like they, they're better off being a main and you know being able to just enjoy a couple hours here and there of playing the game. So, I, I am, um, so I'm, I'm not quite one of those players, but I've, I tried making an Iron Man and I just, I just can't do it. I just don't. For me, and I, you know what, I think I saw a topic at some point about whether being a, a J-Mod kind of detracts from the enjoyment of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I, always love, I always love Old School RuneScape. But there are times when if it's really particularly busy uh, as, a, you know, as a J-Mod, or maybe the community isn't necessarily in the right place, it's not the most positive of environments, you don't want to log into the game. So for me, I'd, be, I'd become not just do I have time to play games, but it's also do I want to play this game right now? So I, I play a, a fair amount of games. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. The Iron Man was never really for me. It was always kind of main where I could drop in and drop out yep. until group Iron Man, because then initially I was being held accountable by my people in my group. But uh, me and Cam are still playing. Aiza and Archie have fallen off. So 
the the group is stagnating. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I actually I kind of want to talk about Group Iron Man real quick. I know we're just okay. bouncing around, but but yeah, what what are your thoughts on Group Iron Man? I was actually planning on playing it, uh, but my reason to play it, or my only reason to play it, would have been to do like clue scrolls and the fact that I don't think it's really viable to have tradable clue scrolls amongst your team. The fact that that didn't yeah. come out on release made me kind of not as excited. Okay, that's a fair point. <clears throat> I, I I like it for me because it's I it, it's almost given me a feeling like when I first started playing old school, or when I first started playing RuneScape, of small steps, baby steps. Yeah. Uh, but as a part of a collective, and I can talk about and work towards, I feel like as an Iron Man, you're like massively overwhelmed. As a group Iron Man, it's less overwhelming. Because you, know, you you're playing your main account, and you're not looking at, okay, what can I achieve today? You're looking at, what can I achieve in two two months? Or this is how long it's going to take me to do what I want to do to mm-hmm. be able to play the game. Like, you know, unlock the Max Cape Tellies or whatever. Or unlock max poh whereas on the environment it's just like i think me and my friends want to go and cut trees <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can go and do that I, I i think it was you know are you familiar with uh josh drive hayes's videos no okay so uh, content creator I, I don't want to say started out uh making old school content but there were like some really early old school guides and has now kind of branched out to general mmo based stuff uh, you know, it's really blown up. It's an awesome job. It's huge. It's kind of like doing a lot of new world stuff and talking about MMOs generally. I just popped the link in our little chat. Um, and he's made a great video on Group Iron Man and why it's so appealing. And it well, is just because is... you're replaying and seeing lots of parts of the the early game, and that's what it's like making it brilliant for me. It's like almost magical again because I'm going doing early quests. And you know what's really helped as well. Uh, the HD plugin. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, go- I, I'm doing these early quests. I'm, I'm seeing all this stuff in like a new light, or in yeah. like a light that I I remember quite fondly. I don't know if I I probably would have played Group Iron Man like as much as I am, but it certainly made it more enjoyable. Yeah. What do you think about like long term Group Iron Man? Like, uh, I know a lot of players hypothesize that. Within a month, Group Iron Man would be dead, or people would be burnt out. Except for co- like, if you're a content creator, you know that's that's a different story. But I, I think it's <clears throat> easy to forget, and I kind of mentioned earlier how many players there are who are just out there doing their own thing, um, making like progressing slowly. And I think Group Iron Man almost empowers them to start playing properly at their own pace, without feeling like they can't compete. Because then it's just all they all they need to do is just be accountable for the rest of the team and their group. I I never expected Group Ironman to like be the, math, the most the most relevant gameplay, uh, most relevant game mode rather. Yeah. A year on, I expected it to muster up a lot of interest right away, and then people would stop playing like normal Ironman mode. Yep. And but there would always be a good percentage of people playing in the way they want to play, and just because there aren't necessarily like, is that the, the player count was huge, right? Straight away for Group Iron Man <clears throat> online, just because there aren't that many like concurrent users logged in right now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's still a bit higher than it was. Players will come back to it as new group content comes out. I'm sure people will be like, "Oh, hey, cool, 
maybe we should wouldn't it be fun if we go and make a group and then our goal is to play next or you know yeah. um, gyms of a mascot I, I just like the fact that it's there in the background always now it's an option it's just always going to be an option to play yeah yeah i, I think it's cool i i was really excited for uh group iron man to come out and i'm glad it passed initially i was like i was one of those players who were like why what's the point but <laughs> yeah. I, i'm really i'm really enjoying it um and it was always one of those films that it's so funny how players feel sometimes some, sometimes players are really sure everyone feels the same way they do like obviously we announced group iron man and then it didn't announce then it, didn't, it didn't arrive very quickly it got delayed <laughs> yeah quite a bit and but then <laughs> There are you'd go into like some streams and it would just be or social posts or whatever and it'd just be address group Iron Man when's it coming and you're like it's we don't know yet we're still working on it we'll tell you close to the time and then you'd get no one gives a shit about Iron Man <laughs> and there's no there's no in the middle there's no it's very rare to come across a player who's like I don't like this content but I understand people do so sure Jagex spend four minutes on the stream talking about it it's it's either no one cares or where is it? I want it so bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I was pretty, uh, like I didn't plan to play it unless, you know, there was a few things, Matt, like the clue scroll thing I was mentioning, but mm-hmm. I still was okay with it coming out in the game. And I, I feel like, you know, but I do see the community, like it sort of reminds me of politics where it's just like, there's two sides screaming basically. But when you actually ask like an individual usually they're pretty like chill yeah. like i don't know but yeah i, I mean dude, we could talk incessantly about this but i think it's just the state of the world man it's not <laughs> yeah, old school runescape it it's just yeah. so, social media has empowered it oh yeah. I, I i this is a tangent maybe we go back to player topics in a bit but i seriously miss the days of message boards because i feel like on twitter or reddit or wherever you are you're just you just dropped into this crowd of people who might disagree with you and you're not going online to have your mind changed. Like nope. you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not going on Reddit and you're like, I want to check. I want to think differently about what I feel today. <laughs> you want to talk about the thing you want to share your own beliefs and share, yeah. share your own feelings. Whereas and, on the mess, like old message boards and old forums, whether it's like music or your clan or a game or a different community, you're there because you want to be there with like-minded people. And you might disagree. Like, I know this song is the best whatever band song as opposed to like you suck and you're evil. (laughs) It doesn't help either that Twitter's like just you basically have to just shoot out little bursts of things. It's almost like trying to just have a good one liner basically. And like, I I don't know. It's like there's no real discussion that can be had on Twitter. That's like healthy. (laughs) It's just like shoot your shit basically and then just see like how people react it's just almost i don't don't know this is probably a terrible analogy but it's almost just like being like a stand-up comedian or something like it has to land your joke has to land (laughs) yes or it's pointless so (laughs) you will change what you want to say to try and get that reaction which isn't necessarily the right way to go about uh it's just about hitting getting likes isn't it and making people see it and engage with it so I think if you if you do what we're doing now and just try and dissect like, all right, is this the most useful source of discussion or dialogue? Probably not, but is there some substance beneath this kind of like the superficial 
try and get loads of likes or retweets. Yeah, there is. What can I take from? What value can I take from it rather than take it at face value? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting the world we live in nowadays. Social media. I've been honest. Like, I work in community, which social media is a big part of it. I have deleted my Facebook account, deleted my Instagram <laughs> account, deleted my personal Twitter, and now I just use my well, my Alex Sweden Twitter because. I was getting angry every day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing stuff and it makes me angry. I'm like, I don't Having to be your job doesn't help either. Like, you ha- you have to look at it, you know? It's part of your... Yeah, I know. I, I was quite fortunate towards the end of my time at Jagex because obviously I've got people like Mortsani to, to, to mainly look at these things. Whereas now my new role, the, the, initially at least, I, it's going to be me. But that's why I'm, I've taken a little break from it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's healthy. Okay. Um let's see. Okay, well here's something for my user. I need I need to I just need to read what he said. I'd like you to bring up the topic of how much Alec misses me and what he's got <laughs> planned to make up for breaking my heart, because I'm pretty sure I got insurance on that. Oh no. I mean look I, I <laughs> me and Aiza are really close friends. We yeah. we talk daily. Like we've exchanged tons of messages today and, and yesterday and stuff. Um we will see each other soon. So what I was talking about earlier, how Jagex is so social, me, Aiza, Archie and Cam were like a like a really small, like close knit friendship group. Like mm-hmm. uh partners met partners, we're going to events, we've been on holiday together, going to each other's weddings and that type of thing. So Aiza, I, I hate that he's asked that. And you know what? It's the fact that <clears throat> I brought him back to Jagex and I was like, look, me and you are going to be back together again. We're going to, we're going to do community again. And I, so I, there is, there is guilt in, in leaving him, yeah. but I'm leaving him in, in it's like a really good position. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing earlier today, he mentioned that he needs to make something up to me. So last Friday, um, a fair few of us from the community team went out for drinks for my leaving thing and he couldn't come. So mm. I feel like there's, we need to just meet up again and then that's it all good <laughs> yeah it's good. it's not you're not we're not gonna have like the super super duo team like you and you and i use that were maybe one day again and I've, I've really said i'd love to come on um streams or something if there's like a bot busting stream or a game blast charity stream or yeah. anything like that then i'm in that's good okay um Okay. We, we also so um, a little times. while back. Yeah, go so ahead. Yeah, a little while back, me and I were talking about doing a podcast together too. Ooh, that's what I that. You know what? I keep asking. I I I make rambles and I make uh, these little Sebe casts, and mm-hmm. all I want to do is listen to stuff like this. But I can't listen to my oh, own yeah. cast because it's just so <laughs> cringe. But uh, just listen. I listened to, my to your um, your Revs ramble. I really enjoyed that. Cause oh yeah. Me, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, when it landed, I was. Obviously, that was only a few days after I left Jagex, and I was just like so engrossed into how how are the players receiving it. So I was obviously texting Aiza, and I was like, "How's it going? How's it landing?" And then I listened to yours. I was like, "All right, cool. So this awesome. is good. This is yeah." I thought that honestly, and a lot of PKers love that update too. I think you guys nailed it. Of course, there's going to be more things added, and I think mm-hmm. that's only going to benefit. But yeah, I think you guys nailed the drop table. I think you guys nailed just everything like the little rework you did with the like, it was so bad 
prior to this update where you needed to hop worlds every single kill yeah. to be efficient like that that alone was just bad but yeah i mean that, that's that sucks across the game yeah. but um yes yeah, so to me and Isa, we discussed a, a name for the podcast we got like a like a logo made and stuff it never really got going it was when was it like earlier last year we kind of discussed it in like earnest but then we we're both pretty busy and then i managed to get him back to jagex and then it just we were just busy with old school old yeah. school work and it never really got going and but now we're like should we do it should we not do it anyway. we know that we we know that we'd have fun and that's the most important thing whether someone listens or not who cares we just have fun doing it and now that we're not working together it's just a good excuse isn't it to talk for an hour or two yeah would you invite guests or would it just be like a I think weekly of just you two. I'd love to. So, like, I'd love this to be like a podcast about anything, but mainly related to games. Um, maybe like a dedicated MMO based one, which is what a cool logo mocked up for that, uh, which is sitting there. Maybe we can still use that one day. And I'd like to get some guests in. Um, I wouldn't want it to just focus on old school. I feel like we're in a really cool, unique position where we know people around the industry. So, it'd be yeah. like, it'd be great to get in like a you know, here's the person who did this on this game or whatever. That would be amazing. Like, that is the stuff I want to hear. Like, ugh, you guys need to do it. And hey, uh, okay, I, Isa, you hear this? We'll do yeah, it. Yeah. And I need other people to also follow suit. Like, I, I love listening to long-form podcasts, especially. And oh, me too. So me being able to do this is so fun for me. But at the same time, I want to listen. I want content mm-hmm. as well that I can delve into, so. I keep asking the community to make their own rambles and own, start their own <laughs> podcasts and stuff like that because it's cool. It's fun to listen to other people's perspectives, especially. Oh, yeah. So, okay, let's uh, I, I kind of want to go through some of these topics and just see which ones pop out. So feel free as well. If anything mm-hmm. pops out to you, we can just we can just cover it. I'm looking at both uh, Reddit and Twitter. Okay, here here's actually one uh, from Boss Awesome on Reddit. He asks, since everyone is asking him RS-related questions, how about besides RS, what are some games he's currently enjoying? What kind of music he's into? What was some of the favorite his favorite project updates to work on at Jagex? This is like, you know how you kind of mentioned like earlier, you just said like you don't necessarily like listen to your own rambles. I yeah. love this question. I'd love to answer it. But it's also so um, self-serving and so self-centered that I didn't suggest answering. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I play a lot of games. I love games. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I've, I'm fresh of getting back into Destiny 2. I love grinding stuff. Okay. I like killing stuff and then seeing numbers go up and getting new gear. Like It's why I love MMOs generally. Yeah. Um, because the shooter and it's sci-fi as well, I was like, all right, cool. It's going to be beneficial being playing this type of thing uh, in my new role. Um, I picked up the... PS5 cut of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm really enjoying the beautiful game. Um, what else have I been playing recently? Uh, I've, I've recently completed Yakuza Like a Dragon. So like the kind of JRPG set in JRPG entry in the Yakuza series. That's really good. really recommend that. Turn-based combat with um, really interesting takes on like traditional classes. Like it's... it's I'm not sure how familiar you are with Yakuza, but it's obviously set in like the Japanese underworld of gang stuff. Mm. Instead of like a mage, there's a homeless guy who like um, casts seed 
uh, like pigeon seed feed <laughs> at people, and then pigeons swoop down and attack, or he like burps at people, that type of thing. It's it's funny. That's cool. That's, yeah. that's largely it in terms of games. It's like the, the kind of the three ones I played recently. And obviously old school RuneScape, uh, not so much in the last week or so. Um, it's mainly kind of, I've been trying to get my head around like starting a new job and stuff yeah. and fixing my sleep pattern and healthy living. What, um, are you into music? Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I love music. I spend most of my time listening to music. Um, kind of really diverse taste, like, at the moment, I'm really into my kind of 80s and 90s, like alt rock stuff. So, like, I'm listening to a lot of Pixies, um, uh, a lot of Strokes, mm, yeah, uh, the, the, the Replacements, um, Gang of Four, Dead Kennedys, that kind of stuff. But I'm also kind of I think I mentioned earlier, like when I was a kid, I was really into hip hop, but I, I still am. So it's it's mainly like hip hop or like 80s, 90s rock type thing. Okay. Sometimes I kind of I have my guilty pleasures too, which is like the kind of corn limp biscuit type yeah. shit. Yeah. Here's the thing: when I was a kid, I never listened to it. I never really listened to that kind of thing. When it was when when people listened to Lingen Bark, I never did. I didn't have like the baggy jeans and chains or like flame shirts and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was crap. But now as an adult, I'm kind of going back and I'm 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 like, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> I just kind of like the guilty pleasure. Uh, think about it where it's yeah. like you almost like don't even want to admit it but you're like yeah i like this oh uh, yeah i mean imagine like you're on the i'm on the train to work and then i'm um, going through my songs and stuff and then stars next to me is looking down and it's like uh um like lynn biscuit what's the album chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water <laughs> like imagine they, they see that album art and they're like how old is this guy <laughs> yeah oh god um what were some of your favorite projects uh that you that you worked on um at Jagex. yeah so um this was a tough one to answer i think my face i went to from mobile because mobile i learned a lot in a really short period of time it was wildly successful it put me kind of on the map internally for doing like a, a good job of it and it was just really fun to just learn and iterate like I, ne I never launched anything new, like on, on a new platform. Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, old school has new content all the time. But until mobile, we hadn't we hadn't launched on a platform. And it was the closest I come to launching something. And that was, for me, it was really exciting. For a while, I felt like I'd got the kind of the, the, the short straw because it was me and I used to community at the time. Mobile was a big project. But then we also had really cool feature stuff coming up, like Dragon Slayer and, and <clears throat> Fear of Blood. And it was like, all right, how do we want to go about this? And he got the feature stuff, the cool raids, and I was going to do like boring <laughs> surveys and questionnaires and PowerPoint decks about how we might try and bring players in and you know monitor net promoter score and that kind of thing. Yeah. But in, in the end, I'm really glad I got that because it was such a huge learning thing, and I think he feels the same too. It was just um. It's such a great experience to work with. Yeah. Obviously, not the most, not necessarily the most fun thing you might think of. And one thing that sticks out to me, right? When I first joined the old school team, I think pretty early on, we did like a, a qual poll aimed at uh, revamping guilds. And I think it was when we, 
What was it? Okay, the fishing guild. You know, we made changes to the fishing guild with the fishing guild with a new platform, <clears throat> where you could, um, you know, if you had four angler, you can go and oh, fish and you trade and fish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was writing that blog, and I was like, huh. My job is to write about like catching, <laughs> trying to find new ways <laughs> to get more sharks in a fantasy world. That's that's pretty crazy. Like, I'm, I'm talking to my friends because. Now, we're still like early 20s at this point, fresh from uni. Um, they're doing, I don't know, whatever job they're doing. One person worked on like customer complaints at like an insurance thing. And I was like, how's your day going? He's like, shit. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm writing about catching sharks. <laughs> it's, and I was like, this is cool. That really, for me, that was when I it really dawned on me, like how uh, the, I mean, maybe the novelty of working on the game was worn off. But then reality of working on it hadn't quite set in. So that yeah. was the, that was when I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm so fortunate here. Gaming is so cool. Yeah. I, I have to agree as well. Like when you just get so kind of like focused on your own thing, you kind of forget like the blessing of, mm -hmm. you know, you working for Jagex. And I mean, even me being able to stream and support myself like that is, yeah. So many people that like, I, I have to just take a, outside looking like, okay i'm extremely blessed like i have to you know not take this for granted and stuff but um yeah it is weird when you take that that outside look of uh i had to, I had to kind of get myself in that right mindset again this morning i mean i'm only like two days into the new role but yesterday mm -hmm. we, we we are like really early into the project um so yesterday i was like okay cool i, I was kind of mapping out everything i need to be doing for you know my my, my job what I need to do to get everything up to, to speed, build a community around it. And at the moment, my main focus is, isn't so much going to be on cool game stuff. It's going to be building infrastructure, uh, onboarding spreadsheets, PowerPoint decks, all that kind of stuff. The really early stages of building something. Mm -hmm. And yesterday that was like, oh God, it's not, it's not going to be fun. But then today I was like, it will be. If I do this now, we'll set ourselves up for something awesome. And then it's just going to be about making cool games. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Strong light bulb is asking a pretty good question. How do you grow such magnificent hair? I will say <laughs> you got, I, you got that Thor look going on. It looks oh, good. Man, I, I, <laughs> thank you so much. Right. I, I, I hate getting compliments because I don't like, I don't, it's awkward. I'm a very awkward person. <laughs> I, I, I'm shy. I'm awkward. But thank you. I, you know I, what? I'm I, I hear the floor thing. Yeah, I was I out. Go ahead. Like I mentioned, we we're out drinking on like last Friday, and we got to a club, and four people stopped me, and they were like, "You look like four. And I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> I guess I don't, but thank you. <laughs> no, I, I, okay. So I have very short hair. Um, okay, and I have grown it out. I actually had a. I mean, just for like a couple of weeks, I had cornrows even back when my hair was a little oh, wow. longer. But it was always on the top because um, I can't, like, it's really hard for me to embrace the awkward stages of growing out my hair long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I mean, the older I've gotten, my hair has just gotten a little bit thinner. I'm not balding mm -hmm. by any means, thank God. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's not to say, like, <laughs> that won't happen in the future, but... 
um my hair just isn't as thick as it used to be and so i i look at your hair and other people no, we have the same problems man um <laughs> lockdown just... well yeah. I, I grew my hair during lockdown okay and for me it was because i'm not going out and <laughs> yeah. for, 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 a, for a long time when i was going out i was wearing like a baseball cap yeah or something just kind of covering it and i was like because i got to a point i was like this is all right um <laughs> everybody on like the paternal side of my family uh all, all the males are they ain't, they ain't got no hair yeah so for me it's just like uh how have I gotten to nearly 29 and not <laughs> lost it yet? That's crazy. And now it's just like, is it a matter of time? My my hairline my hairline isn't where it used to be. It feels thinner. So I am petrified. And that's also why I'm not going to cut it. <laughs> like, yeah. If I can just keep it long, then I can probably, even if it, even if some parts go, then I can, I can comb over. <laughs> yeah. See, the, um, the cool thing about being in my position is honestly, if I did go bald, and I don't know if I will. I mean, I'm 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 pushing 27 now, so like, usually when you're bald, it's kind of like early 20s. I feel like I don't know, like when you start seeing the signs of it. But yep. I have such short hair that even if you know, I my I did start balding, I would just shave it all, and I would look pretty much the exact same. Um, I, I I I wouldn't. I'm not averse to shaving it. I I just own it. I know, like yeah. You know what? If I had tons of money and it was quick to do, then I'd probably. <laughs> and like, I think RuneScape players are going to hear this and be like, "This is sucks. This is a terrible conversation now." But <laughs> we're talking about hair. Yeah. I, I would probably get like a transplant or something like that. But yeah. I also don't care that much. I would just, I just shave it off. I would shave it off purely be. Uh, I mean, cause I, I like having a short hair or just yeah. short hair and just not having to deal with it in the morning. Because when you do have longer hair, you kind of have to put product in and a lot of other things. Um, but yeah, uh, I had a friend who I was doing sales with in, in Las Vegas a few years back mm-hmm. and like he, his whole life, like he was balding and his whole life revolved around him just getting a transplant, <laughs> like getting the best doctor oh, to get a hair transplant. So like all of his money he was earning was just to get his, his hairline back. And I'm just like, damn, like that sucks like that like it sucks because like you are really um i don't know like you do want to look a certain yeah, way yeah, yeah. so you know but it's, it sucks that he's kind of internalized his own image in yeah. that it's so big it's like important i mean like i said if i had the money i'd get it i wouldn't make it necessarily like the only pursuit of mine yeah. um you gotta learn to love yourself you know yeah but i mean shit like if you have the money to do it like go for oh, it then of course yeah Good. i mean yeah, what else are you going to do? Uh, I've got something I want to shout out on the yeah, thread. So, uh, World of Coda says, no questions for Sween, but I want to give a shout out to the podcast. It's very well done and some great discussions. So I feel like uh, you should you should also enjoy the acclaim. You've done a, you've done a great job building this. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a project I wanted to start. Like Two years ago, I made a ramble saying, like, I would like to talk to RuneScape players and Commu- mm-hmm. people in the community and it just took me so long to finally start it and i'm i'm always bad with these kind of things like doing a project and kind of giving up afterward you know i feel like i always who knows maybe this is different because this is my passion i like runescape and i like talking to people but yeah. before this any project i'd ever do was always like in school or something something i was never really passionate about so i almost felt this internal thing like i'm just gonna end up giving up on this and okay but no, it's been it's been a year, and almost every single week I've had another guest on, 
and I've taken and the, a... the more you do it you're, you're building a habit of doing yes. it right and I mean I imagine now you've got people kind of contact and say hey I'd like to be on one yeah. or how do I get on one that is the coolest part about it is like people actually yeah. want to be on it so I'm not like mm -hmm. feeling like uh, I don't know like what I would hate is to almost like try to convince people to be on it but no people really want to be on it and people love listening to it and I know it's still a niche because long form conversations aren't like super popular people mm -hmm. like quick you know little well, clips and stuff but yeah but i think you've obviously got like the the skills and if you it feels like you mentioned you, you're just creating content you want to create if yeah. you wanted to try and like get clicks it's almost like we mentioned earlier right on twitter it's about how do i make people click this yeah you, you could you could do that i think you i think you i think you tweeted about it right where you said it, were you asking people should should you um, cut up some smaller clips to get people to listen to like mm -hmm. key highlights or key topics and stuff? So yeah. you know, if you do find yourself wanting to do that, then I think you could quite easily do that as well. I think what would be cool is like a top ten at the end of a year, get ten of like oh yeah the top things. And I know it, I don't know who would even decide what's the top ten. Like you know, would, would people have to vote on it or something, or would I just select? 10 little segments of some cast that I really thought were really interesting or funny or just... I think you just ask the people who listen like um, I'm looking at your community page now right so three months ago you asked three questions and you got what like quite a good like a good number of responses let's do that who are your 10 favorite uh, guests or your 10 favorite moments and then use that yeah yeah um, but the that is that is something i want to do and i think that i think i will just take it by the community just ask them and i am really pleased with like how much interaction i get just being able to say hey this person's going to be on on the sebe cast like mm -hmm. you know and then i actually get interaction without much effort it's really nice yeah and it yeah, is something should, i want to keep like up. i said you should be proud you've, you've done something awesome well thank you okay uh uh, there was a question I saw I thought was quite cool. Go for um, it. From Defiao asks, I'd very much like to hear about what, what Modsween expected he'd be doing in Jagex. That's what he actually did. Ooh. And whether it was what he expected. And I thought this is such an interesting question. Uh, I, I never really considered it myself. In terms of what I expected when I first joined Jagex in the support team, it was... Well, I expected to do, you know, standard customer service, like uh, respond to tickets and, and queries and go through queue work, like abuse reports and account appeals and that kind of thing. But then I was also really, like, pleasantly surprised by the fact that, like, I was given other projects. Um, I think one thing I didn't mention earlier when I was going through, like, my Jackets history was that, like, I, and forgive the name, it sucks, but I, I ran a project called Scam Busters where I worked with our analytics team to kind of get data on, trades that involved certain items like teleport tabs or something like that mm. or was it like a clockwork cat used in proximity of a, of a of a drop type thing yeah and i was able to use that to make like a to then get like a obviously after the fact like retroactive report of probable scams uh wealth involved the accounts involved and that kind of thing and for a fair few months i was, was running that we banned tons of people banned lots of wealth uh, fair few party hats in RuneScape 3, that type of thing. It was, that, that was really fun. And I was like, whoa, 
this is cool. I wasn't expecting to do this like a few months into starting at Jagex. And I, I kind of was able to do that because I knew the game. I had a lot of trust from my managers in the team. And I was like, I'd like to spend some time on this. Here's how I think we can save time by, you know, automating processes and using data and form decisions. And I, was, and I was like, sure, go for it. So that was really cool. I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't expecting it to be quite that good in the service team. And then in community, I didn't have any expectations of what community management would be like because um, I really just wanted to work on old school. And like, I never really gave too much thought about what I would do once I was there. Yeah. It was just about how can I get close to old school and trying to help make old school better. And so the expectation was that I would talk to players in some way. I'd do some things on social media, on, on like Reddit, forums, Discord, uh, which was kind of growing at the time. It wasn't really as big as it is now in the live streams and videos. But I didn't necessarily know what, uh, what form that would take or even I think the best thing is why do those things like why what value does it bring not necessarily money but also in terms of just community sentiment or feedback am I getting the right type of feedback so community was probably the, the well here's the thing I didn't expect to be trying to forge like a, a big career in community management I thought it would just be a way onto the old school team I think quite historically across studios, community is almost your stepping stone into other publishing roles like marketing, or it's a, like a they'll then empower you to move into like game production or product management. Like um, Acorn moved into production, uh, Matt K moved from community into product management, that type of thing. Okay, I want to hear like your opinion on like Infernal Cape uh, selling and buying and. Um... Because I know, like, I don't, honestly, I, I couldn't even, like, I don't know for sure if Firecape buying and selling is even, like, I guess, like, legal. I mean, I'm assuming it's legal because people have done it and stuff. But, like, the the position that you guys made to say Infernal Capes cannot be bought or sold or, or else you risk getting a ban. Like, mm-hmm. what, were, what were your personal thoughts on that? And now, so, like, back in 2017 and then now as well. No, for sure. And I also, I think uh, Yu-Gi-Oh on Twitter asked something similar, which was like, who's going to who's gonna ban cape buyers now that you're gone? <laughs> oh, yeah, I see um, that now. So if I answer that wrong really quickly because it's relevant. Um, so I, I stopped banning them in like uh, early 2019, maybe late 2018, something like that. Okay. Probably even before then. So it's always been the only cheating team. Um, it's It's now like a formal part of their approach. So it's not just like a ad hoc let's look at some cape buyers now it's like an actual work type queue with generated reports and that type of thing so there are more on it but your question i think it's a great question i i support the stance of um enforcing rules against buying and selling it because it undermines uh, in-game accomplishment an in-game challenge and an item at the end of it however i understand why people buy and sell it they buy it because it's hard and they sell it because it's lucrative I think for me, it's just, it's, I know it's a really simple answer, but if you look at cheating in any MMO, and there's a lot of it, look at World of Warcraft right now. People, if you're, uh, if you're unfamiliar with like the kind of WoW Classic community, especially, people, there's so much uh, complaining. I don't mean that negatively, I think it's justified about the number of bots in game and also the number of players selling boosts, um, which maybe could be comparable to like, 
Infernal keeps selling because you're essentially you're boosting someone to uh, achievement. Yeah. So I, I still support the, the enforcement. Uh, I understand completely why people break the rules and try and buy and try and sell. And I don't even like have any disdain towards them. It's there's money to be made. People are going to do it. If it's not if it's not one person, it's the person B, person C. Yeah. Like everything, there's if there's money to be made, people will do it, and that that applies to kind of long game, real world stuff too. Yeah. I feel like, and there is also, you know how easy it is to hide who you are on the internet now, <laughs> compared to way way back in the day. Yeah. How easy it is to boot up virtual machines and that both people can access, and it's just one consistent thing. Yeah. So I, I understand players of any game, not just old school, of any MMO and any online game. Destiny 2 has a big problem. I had a big problem with it. Still does, with people selling access to um, a title called Flawless, which is like a really prestigious... Uh, basically, you have to dominate their like competitive PvP mode, and not everyone can do that. So people would um, recover accounts and play using that, mm. and then kind of give them back again. So that... The kind of equivalent to selling achievements like Infernal Cape, it's across every game there is. And there is only so much a studio can do because of the way the internet... I know it sounds like such a uh, a cop-out, but it's so easy to hide your internet and try and mask presence and stuff. Yep. And we'll, we'll work on new tools. Like New tools are coming as well to try and uh, look at other different telltale signs beyond just kind of face value, connection-based things as well. It's... Um, it's an arms race, and I feel though the people, and it goes. This goes with any rule breaking. The people with the money to be made, they've got the biggest motivator to carry on iterating and carry on trying to work around. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I had a foe on the cast, and he was talking about, or we, I guess we were both kind of talking about Infernal K buying and selling and kind of like it almost seems like a lot there are a lot of players that do just buy an infernal cape and never get caught Mm -hmm. and so that kind of uh precedent i guess of just like there are so many capes that are in the game that are bought like it almost feels like there shouldn't like and and who i we don't know how much time and resources is taken up uh from like the team trying to catch buyers and sellers and stuff but think foe and like, i don't really know how i feel about it because like i don't i don't really care um i guess too much i'm not really too passionate about it but i know foe was just saying like if it can't be fully enforced or if it can't be enforced enough you know not like anything's gonna be fully enforced ever but like if it's not enforced enough like it shouldn't even be um enforced at all and i, I thought it was kind of interesting that is a that is an interesting perspective and i i, <clears throat> I do get it for sure but sometimes I feel like just even some enforcement is deterrent. Is is it would be worse if there wasn't that. Yeah. And sometimes action taking now. So I mentioned earlier, right? Hopefully, you get new tools, um, new ways to kind of detect telltale signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. What the, maybe the way it approaches now is just almost a stepping stone to better enforcement down the line. But we're not ready to do that. So would you then say, all right, we don't have we don't have the most amazing tools right now. So the next four months go nuts. <laughs> yeah. That's but true. but then but then nothing. 
you're not yeah. going to get past us. It's just so yeah. Yeah, I think I think the main argument, like of course, cheating should always be like, um, and it, I guess cheating is arbitrary. You can kind of decide like it's it's subjective, but there is clear cheating where it's like okay, you're using a bot for something like that's that's cheating. But when like buying it, buying a fire cape is illegal, but buying an infernal cape isn't legal. I think that was kind of like more of the argument of just at what point do you stop because like if if account sharing if jagex is kind of okay with account sharing you know if it's not competing for high scores that's fine then like what draws the line of anything can you get combat achievements done like is that legal to do like certain combat achievements for somebody so i feel like that was kind of like where the discussion was heading like where do we draw the line of like what's legal or not and I would love it if, like, all account sharing was banned. But, like, that's so hard. That's so hard to enforce. And on top of that, it's so pointless sometimes where it's just, like, friends playing on each other's accounts for actual fun, not for any, like, gain or, you know, if, if they're competing or whatnot. Yeah, no, it's... um, I, I, And I totally get the perspective. But I feel like sometimes there needs to be that, like... Um level of gray like so it can't always be black and white distinction sometimes you do just have to prioritize where resource is best spent i think personally resource is best spent preserving the most um uh, acclaimed achievements things like a colonel cape things like you know some of the higher ends of combat achievements for example mm-hmm. whereas uh and let's say a player and obviously it's just the I am no longer representative of Jagex, so this is just all my opinion now. This is not, this is not me drawing uh, <laughs> in a tablet. Like these are the rules around account sharing. Yeah. I don't have to do that anymore, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, yeah. Um, if if you've got like a limited number of resources, the Jagex, the actually have grown in 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 size. I saw it as a question about like words under budget, that type of thing. Maybe yeah. talk to that a bit later. Um. But the the Anishin team's grown in size, got better tools and stuff. I feel like they're really coming a long way, especially since I've been at Jagex and it was just Mod Weef and Old School. But there's still there's still always going to be a, this is what we can do with all the resources we've got. Yep. And it's a case of, well, maybe something that's not very prestigious, we just let go. We, it, we, we reassess the position if it becomes a big problem or it's perceived as a really big problem. Otherwise, we focus where we focus and we use our time as best as possible. Okay. I think that's, I know it's a bit like a... Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's fair though because there is resources that are used and so what's the what's the best allocation of time? And I, I bet if I wasn't, um, hadn't been, if I haven't been like working in a game for the last six years... My opinion would be way different. I think what's I, I just now my my instinct is just to think about it from a what's best for the wider player base. Also considering what that time could be spent doing elsewhere. Like, could that time be spent looking for bots instead? Could it be time? Could that time be spent trying to crack down on uh, other aspects of global trading? That type of thing. Yeah, this is sort of a a random comment okay. i see but uh dabber dane is asking what is the break room at hq like back before covid i'm assuming awesome there <laughs> is a so like the 
half of the dance, like the ground floor, is essentially locked. Well, it's not locked. What I'm trying to say, essentially, is just a, a bit of a wreck area. There's a pub called the Golden Dome. Um, it has beers and spirits and alcohol, like you get in a pub. It's really cool. There's a pool table and a dartboard. Um, there are showers to use there at Jaggett's, which is great if you're going to like for a run or going to the gym. Uh, and there are like two gyms just around the corner from Jagex. Oh, wow. There are sofas and lots of tables. There are tons of board games. Um, there's, a, there's a canteen, which sometimes the food is really good. Sometimes you get uh, like a breakfast bat, like the one Skiddler. <laughs> tweeted that a while back. Oh, I missed it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it gets retweeted like once a year. I'm sure you'll see it then. Oh, wait, is it some like just gross looking dish? Or... Uh, it doesn't look the most appetizing. Of, <laughs> I think uh, I can almost imagine it. I'm trying to... <laughs> kind of thing, but that does sound familiar. But then there's also uh, tons of games consoles. Um, like obviously, all the new consoles launched uh, post COVID, but there was um, PS4s, there were uh, Nintendo Switches and stuff, Xbox Ones, that type of thing. And there would occasionally be like um, almost like an intramural um, event where tournament or Super Smash or FIFA, that type of thing, Call of Duty. So it's really cool. There's also a, a, what we call a gaming cave where there are, you might have seen some pictures from playtests and stuff, which is where we set most of the playtesters up. Kind of two banks of, the computers are pretty good. They're, they're, they're pretty powerful. Um, but it's a, it's a dark cave and then there are loads of LED lights. So it looks cool. <laughs> and occasionally you do like a team events there. I think I'm not a big MOBA player, but at lunchtime, a lot of people go in and play like League and stuff. Mm. That's I- cool. Uh, Rec Room, I recommend it. Okay, here's one uh, on Reddit as well. Was there... So this is from S for Sadat. He says, was there ever one thing that you really wanted in the game, or out of the game, he says, um, that either never passed a poll or never was polled or something you had thought of but never brought to light? Oh, yeah. Um, we have ideation times, and I've... <laughs> Uh, around the time I first joined the school team, I, I was I was much better at putting time into ideation. Towards the end, and I regret this so much, I've, I've got ideas, but I was just always too busy. Yeah. I've, I had a few concepts down. Um, one of them came about because I was the way I was seeing players interact with thieving. I don't know if you recall, but when the... I don't remember what the quest is called. You know the when we started introducing the really small short quests for the houses of Karend. Yeah. Um, and we added the, the, the memoirs book. Yeah. And uh, the Piscaridius quest and players for like a four day or five day period, players were using the book to do the stealing artifacts mini game and getting like pretty, pretty great XP, really oh, high yeah. XP. Yeah. 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 I thought that was too much XP, but it, it proves that if there is something worth doing, players will do something that's more engaging instead of just clicking a night. Yep. Uh, so then I worked on the pitch. I called like, I I don't really care what stuff is called. Um, so I call it like the Guild of Shadows or the Thieving Guild or whatever you want to call it. And I, I think since I ideation, um, Mod Ed and a few others have iterated on it and made it way, way better than I could ever have concepted because I just gave a really top level look. But it was just like the concept of going and do like thieving bounties, um, doing like, Kind of, kind of based on the, ah, oh God, is it like a mix of like the Thieves Guild um, and the oh, Brotherhood of Darkness in 
the Elder Scrolls games mm. with, with a mix of like elements from Discworld, uh, the Watch, and that type of thing. So just like taking all inspiration from every fantasy thing going and making almost like a, a thieving based guild of really interactive, engaging, and highly rewarding based thieving. Yeah, that would. I think thieving's like one of the only other skills that can be made so interesting because um it's not necessarily a gathering skill and it's not necessarily like a viable it's like agility and thieving are the two skills that can really have some crazy rework that would be so much fun like hallowed sepulcher is amazing in my opinion yeah um, that's it so i, I feel yeah. like i, I think that um, i don't want to talk for the team but there was enough plugged in and ideation that I'd be surprised if at some point it doesn't make its way to players in some form. And I hope they don't mind that of spoiled stuff. I think we've kind of discussed this type of thing in the past anyway. Um, I pitched a proposal to uh, Royal Trouble called Trouble Royale. And essentially it would just unlock um, a bit of a mystery around like this disappearance of the king. But then it would also give like a, a more uh, engaging managing miscellaneous reward like maybe mm. more interfaces maybe you build like a, a small fleet and you can send your island on like little viking raid type things <laughs> that would be sick still it's still interface based so you're not like yeah controlling, not actually like, a rewarding robo yeah. yeah and i thought and that, for a few reasons why i think it's cool like it's a cool quest i think it could be really funny um i like that quest series if like, i know it's gonna be quite awkward getting through it but and if you think back to when managing miscellaneous first released it was really worth doing. I was like, okay, can we can we make the rewards some? Can we somehow make it more rewarding? Um, and I feel like the opposition would come from players who might say that there's it, it become like too much of a weekly or something like that as you start mm. having the kind of. But I don't mind them if it's a, if it's like a good daily or a good weekly. I'm not opposed to it if it's fun and interactive and not just like a. Log in, click a box, get something, and then log out again. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I actually kind of think that's a cool idea to improve on the interfaces of Throne of Miscellania, similar to like those sports games where you just manage your team, basically. Like you're, yeah. Like I, I know you're a fan of that, and my brother is as well. And I, th- I think a lot of people actually are kind of into that, like management kind of style thing, setting everything up perfectly, and just watching your. Uh, uh, thing grow basically or get better. So. Other games do it too. So like Final Fantasy fourteen had like their retainer system where you you equip your retainer with some gear and then you say okay go and do like some gathering or go and do some killing or adventuring that type of thing. Um, Star Wars: The Old Republic have kind of I can't remember what they called it. I haven't played that game for quite a few years now. But it's a Star Wars MMO where you could where you could send your your NPCs to go and do stuff. And I think, you know, it depends how big you want to go with it. You could maybe use it as a... And it wouldn't be the best item sync, but it could be AI, an, an, an item sync yeah. where you, you equip them with stuff and then helps their success rate is dependent on like the, the, the how good the gear you're giving them is, how good the supplies you're giving them are. Yeah, and what would be cool is if, like, you sent them out for a raid or, like, a you know, a little Viking pillage or whatever. Like, there's mm-hmm. a chance of failure as well, so it's like... So, like there will be a percentage of like how high or something like the percentage oh, yeah. that you guys make it back or whatnot and then you can like up that for more money or whatever like there is a lot of potential to an idea like that i think so and then i feel like sometimes people have said well that could just be like a really cool like old school based mobile game like your clash of clans <laughs> yeah. bullshit type thing yeah 
Okay, here's um, a topic from Manic Marauder. He he asks, Sween seemed to be one of the few J-Mods in touch with PvP and the Wilderness. Can he talk about the struggles to get Jagex to prioritize these types of updates, and who will fill his shoes in advocating for that community? That's a good question. Um, it's always interesting to kind of be... I've, I've been coined like one of the mods in touch with PvP, and I think it's just because... I used to be a part of that community. And not necessarily, I wasn't the biggest wilderness based PKer, but I was always big into like the organized warring scene. Mm-hmm. And so I understand motivations for wanting to do more of that. I, you know, in, in recent years, but more recently, not recent years, but more recently, with um, some other mods on the team and also like the return of Aiza and stuff, not to put it all on him, other people have been kind of like. Uh, picked up the baton so i've been able to kind of lend my support where it's needed but they've been the ones more driving things along i you know what's really encouraging and i'm, I'm not I, this is not like a, a reveal because i'm no longer work at jagex but when i was in the, my last two weeks i was involved in the kind of planning for the next bit of content like next year's content and and beyond and it was uh obviously mod marcos is new to the team a new executive producer and he is so aware of the need to appeal, have content appeal to multiple types of players that I, I feel as though for the first time in a, in a very long time, or maybe the first time ever, there is the, the infrastructure is there, the, the support is there, like the, the understanding that we need to appeal to multiple groups of players. Now, it's, it's such a difficult one with PvP it's because it is a small portion of the players. However, they are arguably more invested than some types of players. So maybe they should get a little bit more. If Maybe we don't just split development time and production time based on player cohort size. And obviously the, the less support you give them, the smaller it will get because players will lapse out. Yeah. But then they've never been a giant part of a portion of the player base. But it has always seemed as though sometimes PvP updates were the first to get and moved along and delayed and stuff. I, I, I'm quietly confident that with kind of you know marcos joining and and running the team that's going to change they're obviously if i think back to the biggest delays that i can remember with pvp based stuff we announced change the bounty hunter twice and it's like two years in a row ring first yeah and then it didn't appear for like another year after that yeah uh that was that one sucked then it was i i felt like really personally invested in that because i was on stage with, with mod archie announcing the first one and here's the thing we don't go on stage like, uh, guys, you know what would be funny? If we tell players that's on its coming and then we just don't do it, that'd be well funny. We all believed that we were going to be given enough time to work yeah. on our update. But then that that wasn't, it wasn't, there was bounty hunter updates for one of the first ones to, to be cut whenever cuts need to happen or yeah. priorities needed to change and stuff. And you know what, actually? Let me quickly bring up a little timeline. I've got a feeling that we were kind of empowered to work on the bounty hunter changes, the V2, which was ill-fated, but was the changes promised. I think that was the last time Mod Marcus joined the old school team when when Matt left and then Mod Marcus came in and he was like, okay, old school team, what are your biggest gripes? And we're like, well, we told players that we were going to change bounty hunter two years in a row and then we weren't given the time to do it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that was under his remit. He was like, well, go and... He, he's very much a 
what have we promised players? Go and do what we promised players. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not a PKer, but I definitely understand the frustration that a lot of the PvP community, um, you know, deals with. Like, the way I'd encourage people to look at it is, even if it's not content that you want to play yourself, put yourself in those shoes. Like, yeah, surely you just want other people to enjoy the game that they, they, like in the, in their, in their way. Yeah, and obviously not to the extent of like. No, I've seen some really great designs from players for PvP-based stuff, and I've seen some uh, pretty poor designs for PvP-based stuff. I do think there is an element to the um, what are people calling it, referring to it now, like the, the kind of the, the prey system of the wilderness. Yeah, where predator you, versus prey. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't want that to be like it, but that. That has always been kind of intrinsic to, to RuneScape. Even early, even when people talk about Gower's days, right? Green yeah. Dragons were only in the wilderness. KBD had to go into the wilderness. Yep. Rune Rocks only in the wilderness. There was always something there. Now, I'm not espousing, like, going, you have to go into the wilderness. You have to go and be prey. And some of the designs I've seen from players, <laughs> we might as well just put on the fucking Reddit thread randomly teleport players into the wilderness once a day to go and get killed. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's some of those things are so nonsense. Like, what if you go and make players carry tons of gold just to do something with it and then we can go and wear like 400k worth of gear and kill them? <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. But some players do enjoy like the, pro- the thrill and the prospect of making some good money knowing that they might die. And I think as long as you give them enough uh, ways to counter to escape if you're good enough, yes, then I'm that, happy with it. I'm. I just. I have to say the the new rev update is so good. Like because you don't feel like it's all over when you get caught by a PK or like it's not like oh well mm-hmm. you know I'm dead. Like that's what. And I'm not opposing to having a part of the cave multi. I actually think that would be cool to have a multi section and a singles plus yep. section. But man, when it was just multi, like you had to pay the mob or like whenever you see a player, like you're just dead basically. And it, it just mm-hmm. felt so unfair. Um, Here's the, like yeah. the, the, back when it was multi and clans were locking it down, I was always more in favor of redesigning rather than, you know, just removing multi itself. Because if we could just add more ways to counterplay so people didn't have to pay the mob, but still could have wanted to. Because I, I, I mean, I played MMOs. I played, I played RuneScape 2004. I mentioned I played a bit of Ultima when I was really young. Before then, and then I kind of, I played a lot of kind of hardcore loot MMOs. Um, I'm not. A, I picked up Albion for a fair bit. I kind of dropped it. I picked up uh, Eve for a fair bit. Dropped it during uni. I like the idea of the emergent gameplay of you know like groups and clans and people working around obstacles, player-made obstacles or obstacles in game. But I think it was just a community effort. was just bloody fierce when it came to, you know, it became like the the biggest problem in the world. Like if you, if you looked at Reddit most days, it was literally like you could ask players, would you rather us remove rev caves, remove multi (laughs) or cure cancer? (laughs) They'd be like, they'd be like, revs, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll I'll be honest though. Like, I actually really enjoyed 
that aspect. Like I was there in the very early days once uh, rev weapons were released, mm-hmm. and I spent three months straight. And like I, I had just uh, finished a semester of school, and so for my break for six weeks straight was just playing all day trying to get a rev weapon. And I really, I as as stressful and like as sweaty as it was, I really was having a really fun time interacting with the community trying to get protectors trying to you know try to you know make a clan that's like okay we're gonna protect each other with you know when yep. a team comes like we're gonna do this and stuff and it was honestly it was really fun and i i think there needs to be things like that like um yeah so i, I feel yeah. like obviously that was the kind of the early stages of it and then it, you know what it did get to the point of complete and utter lockdown more like mob based and i buy mob i don't mean like in-game mob i mean like the mafia type thing of organized like organizations locking down purely for like malicious reasons yeah uh, I, i'm sure those clans will disagree with me but real world trading did take a little knock because of uh, the changes so obviously it was being farmed for uh, those kind of purposes by some players so i'm not my preference would have been to rework to offer enough counterplay to the people there so they didn't feel like they needed to pay yeah but but still you know that's the easy way out if you do want to yeah i i i'm excited to see what happens to the rev caves and just the wilderness in general because i i think that wilderness blog um was pretty exciting because it is it honestly is pretty exciting to go out into the wilderness for something that's Mm -hmm. you know are like good money or something or some new thing like i'm really excited for the slayer like the wilderness slayer thing introducing um like necreals and uh abbey demons i think were sort of some spot where you could like barrage them which which, like right now there's i don't even think there's a single place that you really barrage in the wilderness besides maybe like the god wars wilderness section you could just barrage a ton of enemies at once but like Mm -hmm. i think stuff like that is exciting and having new rewards and i'm not against that by any means um but yeah having something be more fair really makes it more fun and revs right now is like perfect i can go out there i gotta focus i gotta you know be weary of like any white dot that appears and stuff but at the same time i feel okay like there there's a chance i can survive pretty easily if i just do things right and but there is a chance i could die as well and i think it's like a really good uh, you want it to just feel balance. like it's in your hands right yes yeah you don't want it to be like well well i'm doomed yeah. that that's <laughs> yeah, how that's vedion it. feels like right now if you go camp vedion just by yourself you could just get teamed up by six players just logging instantaneously tele block nope it's over like there, there's no like, like there's oh, no I escape agree, like, really like yeah, I, 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 I do have a lot of uh hope for the the boss changes as well I, I'm not really sure of what the, the design is going to look like. I wasn't really too involved with that. Um, but the, we showed some of the concept art around like the, the environments in the Last Gazette, and it's really cool. I think I, I'm, I'm really hopeful that if we can kind of maintain the kind of, even though it's taken ages, but if we can follow up these, these recent changes with some more to come, like these other revenant um, changes to come, and then the Wilderness Boss rework to come in uh, 22. And then making sure we don't spend so long reacting to small changes and just making it part of like our usual quality of life intake. Yeah. And I think that's all they needed, right? So I've, I've seen, I'm not going to say, right, like, Wilderness and P Games are the best it's ever been. 
but I have seen some some more positivity on socials from PK and so like this is this is better. And I think it doesn't need a massive like AAA project to make it happen. It needs to be ongoing love and attention. Yeah. And I, I do feel with that as well, I feel like some of the PK community don't necessarily hold themselves in the best light. Uh, if I think back to when PK was kind of at its most prominent, um, especially when clan-based stuff, there were loads of clans and loads of groups. Uh, they were smaller than they are now too. And I feel like what has happened over time is maybe some of those leaders have stepped away. Um, the mantle wasn't really shared or taken upon. And then instead of forming a new clan, I feel as though a lot of the people who are in kind of in these communities started joining fewer clans. Um, is that the right way of expressing it? Maybe just instead of joining one of 10 teams, they joined one of two teams. So now they're yeah. only like two big clans or something like that. And I know there aren't, just for example, like a bit of hyperbole. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the activity in the wilderness came from clans fighting them, clans fighting each other. Fewer and fewer clans, and everyone's in like the, the same clans, then almost there's almost less activity because you've made the conscious effort to join the person you were fighting against previously. And I feel like this is almost like a, a bit of a double-edged thing where, well, maybe their leaders have quit or maybe some clans have quit because they weren't getting enough game content. But then yeah. also, then that, that fuels the fire. Yeah, I also kind of wonder the uh, like the effect that Iron Man mode had on PKing and just wilderness updates in general because, I mean, Iron Man are not benefited at all. And there's always like the argument like, oh, like, uh, you know, like the, the beauty of the wilderness is, is if somebody attacks you, you can attack them back, you know, like, but for an Iron Man, there's just no incentive whatsoever. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, things aren't just GP value. It's like you're risking an item that takes potentially a hundred hours to get, you know? So if you mm-hmm. ac- accidentally skull, you're losing that instead of it's just, oh, I'll just buy it with GP, you know? So that... That's kind of, um, I don't know, that, that is a big reason why Wilderness, it's like hard to give it love because like there's a huge chunk of the player base that gets no benefit from interacting with fighting back. Um, and I know there was some changes being made. Like one thing that, I know it's not that huge of a fix, but it's going to be really cool when, uh, I think it's, I think it passed the, or I don't know if it was even pulled at all, but the Wilderness changes that are happening, one of them was, if an Iron Man kills you, then the items sit on the ground and like nobody can pick them up or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which is never a thing before. But now it's like, okay, if I actually fight back and kill you, you can't just run back and reclaim all your shit, mm-hmm. you know, which I, I think is a good change. But it's just hard being an Iron Man with the wilderness. Yeah, and I feel like whilst you can't add benefit because then yeah, you can't undermine yeah, Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, you can't. But, if you can, yeah, incentivize some form of fighting back, even if it's just the satisfaction of, of making someone else lose their stuff. <laughs> but also reducing the propensity to be tricked. Like, I am a big advocate for removing like things like blatant skull tricking type things as well, because I know some people say it's just part of the game, it's the wilderness. But what I'm saying is people don't go into the wilderness because they could get tricked. Then why not just get rid of it and then they might go in? Like. Yep. There, there were enough people in that survey, and I know some people guys might say, "Well, they, you know, they they still won't go in. They were lying or whatever." But there were enough people in that survey saying, 
just not knowing how certain mechanics works or just the ability, like just knowing that they could get tricked in some way to lose their stuff. Well, like they almost felt like it was out of their hands. Yeah. It was a big deterrent from going in anyway. I completely agree with you. And I think that's going to be a really healthy update. The fact that now as an Iron Man, if there's a way that I cannot skull, you know, like I, I, I just mm-hmm. can't skull that will incentivize me to actually anti PK. Like I will bring okay. claws in my inventory. Whereas I would have never done that before because there's a risk. There's a chance that I could accidentally skull and then lose all my items. And I'm, yeah. I'm risking way more than the PK hurts. But now I can, you know, secretly bring Venge, bring claws on me that are like hidden. And then if they attack me, I'll pretend like I'm a noob and then do an anti-PK, you know, claws into Gmail randomly. And that's exciting <laughs> with no, no risk because you're not the one like starting the fight, you know? For sure. I, um, I do wonder if, you know, so these changes are being quite well received. Maybe you need, we just needed to start. One second, let me think about how to word this. So I think some people have just advocated for like a massive wilderness expansion, add two new bosses to the wilderness, that type of thing. I don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do right now. I feel the most important thing to do now is to make players feel comfortable going into the wilderness. And then maybe as they feel more comfortable going into the wilderness, that's when you can start looking at adding like, more feature level content, like more activities. Yep. Maybe, maybe, maybe then it become more acceptable. Yeah, yeah. And the wilderness is fun being out there. I I feel like there's a. I get nervous because like, like I'm a huge fan of clue scrolls, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of scared of the wilderness rework because I feel like with the Ring of Wealth mechanics doubling clue scroll rates there's going to be some sort of barrage meta where you just go out there and like i'm scared that's going to be the new meta for clue scrolls and the only reason i'm scared is because i'm a content creator and having Uh to spend all my time out there if it's really worth it is i'm going to get griefed so hard i can like already imagine it so that's like the one deterrent of the wilderness is just you can get griefed and it's almost looked upon like oh that's not griefing because you chose to be out there this is uh, so funny hearing you feel like that because I can already hear some of the casual players who might be listening and saying, because you know you felt like you'd have to go and do it because it's worth doing yeah. it. And they would say, just, don't, just go and go and do it, <laughs> which, is, which is a perfectly <laughs> reasonable thing to yeah, say. Yeah. But also, if you're considering how you want to use your free time effectively, or even like you said, it's not even free time now, and this is what you do, yeah. then you need to do it. You need to use your time in the best way possible. So it's such a... Uh, no real point to what I'm saying. It's just like a funny departure from how we looked at games yeah. when we were when we were kids, yeah, right? No, completely. Yeah. And I do see that view of if you know, don't go out there if you don't want to. Like, you no, know, mm-hmm. if if it's you know, you made you made the choice to go out there. If it's the best, if it's the most efficient, that's that's on you to like. You don't need to go out there, you know, even if it's the most efficient. But I don't know. I I feel like um. It's just tough. It's it's like the um, I hear the argument on both sides. It, it's funny when a PKer will say like, it, like if you're getting griefed and you're complaining, like I'm getting griefed in the wilderness. People are like, well, you chose to be out there, but then like the same argument goes when a PKer is getting griefed or something. It's like, like nobody likes to be griefed, mm-hmm. and so uh, I don't really know what the um. I don't know what the rules really are. It's kind of, I, like... dude, I think it's so tough. I mean, 
look at games that only offer PvP. And this isn't just MMOs. This could be even something like Call of Duty. All they they are just based around people killing people. Yep. They don't have the they don't have to worry about balancing. Just like you know, uh, a cool fantasy RPG alongside trying to make an environment where people who want to kill people can do that too. And you look at MMOs. So who do you offer it? With games like Albion and Eve, that is the gameplay. They do experiment with the kind of um, more PVE based stuff. But ultimately, if you go too far one way, I think Albion did this, they started adding some kind of like dungeon encounters and stuff where you can go and do some PvE for rewards. But then they're kind of the hardcore demographic where, you know, they're noticing less PvP action being happened. So then, you know, they've kind of pivoted back to open world, full loop PvP. And you, you kind of then run the, uh, I think it's a great game, but you run the danger of locking yourself into one style of play and it's only going to appeal to one type of player. Yeah. And that's not the biggest market of players too. I think it's it's really difficult to try and uh, cater to everybody. And that's what I want to do. I want to make a cool game that everyone wants to play. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a right way to do it, but it's really difficult. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited though. I feel like there's progress being made um, with everything that is unsuccessful that jagex does i mean at least it's a learning experience um like nightmare for example just relating it to pvm nightmare was Mm -hmm. horrible not gonna lie (laughs) on release it just like every everything about it was just like the scaling was bad the drop rates took too long the fight was dull and um but then you know, like you guys learned from it and like Arcane did a fantastic job with Fasani's and mm-hmm. now I'm like, like seeing you guys really improve on something. The same thing with Wilderness, like, you know, there's failures or whatever, like subjectively. And, uh, but I feel like the team is getting really good at knowing what's fun and what's balanced and what it like, I don't know. I- I'm glad you guys are experimenting with stuff i know like wilderness is really touchy you can't really just pull it and stuff you need to sometimes you just need to make an update without it being pulled with wilderness how that goes so um i don't know i'm, I'm excited for the future I'm... me too and the team are growing i know like lots of players feel it and i feel it too that it's been quite a, a lacking year of kind of playable feature content i've part of it covid sure everyone will point to that but then some of it is also we're you know we're doing lots of system based things like clans. Um, we were doing things like the, the new enhanced client. There's lots on Steam, but then there's also we we grew the team so big in such a short period of time. It does take time to bring everyone on board. It does take time away from people's day to day. Like established devs now have to spend time teaching, training, coaching. Which is like almost like a, it's you know it's almost like a short term loss, but it's going to be a long term gain because you're then empowering lots of new devs to do really cool stuff. Like you mentioned, Arcane, um, relatively new to the team, obviously, but in in like a really short period of time, is doing awesome content, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, the Vasanis. So and this is like the kind of the generation of devs that are coming in. They they are take time, they bring them up uh, to speed and get them on board with stuff. But they'll be able to do awesome things. Yeah. I want to ask you um, this. This will have to just pretty much come from you. I don't. I don't know if it was a dedicated question for it, but maybe myths that you could bust that the community tends to uh, 
think are like is happening with Jagex. Um, I know there was a, and we can also kind of talk about the dual arena as well. Now that that's getting uh, changed to a 10 mil limit, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then eventually removed for something else. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, myths. Okay. I think the first one I, I already kind of touched upon, which is like Jagex, there's a place to work. Um, now I'll come at this from a perspective of, I know there are lots of like anecdotal reports that are pretty old, and there's also really old glass door reviews. Um, and it might, I, it might, those, those reports, and I'm not disproving them, discounting them. That might have been how it used to be. All I can speak to is my time and experience at Jagex, which has been an awesome place to work. I've always had tons of opportunity. I've always felt well-paid, uh, well-supported. And there's been a really big push in, in more recent years, like the last three or four years, just to kind of make sure that we're a studio that, that attracts and retains talent. I mentioned that when I was looked close to leaving initially, I was counted as a, a, a pretty good offer. And this time around, I just pretty much said, like, I'm, I'm leaving, so don't counter. But I know they would have done. Yeah. So when it comes to, like, pay and support, it's it's really good. It's flexible. I, I felt like there's nothing off the table if I needed it, if I needed any help and support. That's the first one. Uh, if you're considering Jagex supposed to work, I highly recommend it. And then what really springs to mind is um, I, I know there's always this notion of like shadowy executive figures who want nothing more than to <laughs> yeah. make players unhappy. <laughs> I, I feel like, yes, we've made mistakes. Uh, sometimes those decisions aren't made by the old school team. They're made by people higher above, but it's never out of malice. It's, it's, um, and here's the thing. They know this too, right? The, I talked to the 117 scape situation. One of the people at the forefront of trying to make things right. And even on the, on the calls of 117 with me and Aiza and helping push for really quick change internally was one of those execs. Like I know them all by name. <laughs> I've been to the pub with them. <laughs> we don't always get it right all the time. But there's never any malice driving things. There's always hunger to do the right thing for players. And all I know is that in particularly in light of things like 117, that there's now more of an understanding that they want to spend more time with the teams to hear about what we think. Like I, I know for now, there are more regular calls booked in like directly with the like Mod Pip CEO and the old school team, where it's pretty much like an AMA, really regular. Um the CEO and the exec team, and I've been on a few of them as well, talking from like a community lead perspective. We do regular live streams to the rest of the studio. Like, here are our plans, here's what's happening behind the scenes, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the myth to bust here is that there aren't any malevolent, shadowy <laughs> forces. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes we just get things wrong. Um, yeah. And I feel like there's that understanding now that some things could be preempted or prevented or the outcome changed in the first, if the more voices are heard. And I think there's a, I, I, you know, I, I saw the meetings all booked in. I saw the, the forms go around before I left. There's a hunger to make sure that happens. Yep. So what do you think about the dual arena? I know that was speaking of shadowy uh, figures that are higher up. Like I know I've talked to people and again, I play an Iron Man. So the dual arena doesn't even like, affect me Mm -hmm. for you know but um it always kind of felt like from hearing other people's perspective that there is a desire to keep the dual arena because it's been in the game for so long and potentially it's benefiting jagex to have it in there because it is a form of gambling that 
It's probably probably profitable. I don't know. Again, I'm, I don't focus on it. I know a lot of there's a few other creators that really focus on the dual arena and stuff. But um, now that it's finally getting removed, I mean, I guess not right now. It's getting removed, but there are, there are limits that are being set and everything like that. What do you, what can yeah, you say about the so dual arena? I, I've never felt like anyone wanted to keep it because it was beneficial in any way. Um, I think we published that in, in the blog when we announced the changes coming that X amount of percentage related to rubber trading and bans coming from the dual arena. So you might say, well, all these accounts go and get banned and they bring in like membership or whatever. But I think for the most part, you see, you see a lot of dodgy accounts probably get access to membership in quite dodgy ways. Yeah. And I think there's also, there's always been the potential we've known that uh, anything like negative about the dueling round, it could easily, you know, maybe it blows up in the media and it's actually really detrimental to us. I, there's, there's always been an appetite to do what's really right by all the players. Um, I think firstly, it's just kind of understanding what our motivation for changing it was. Is it because of you know, fooling reward trading, that type of thing? And then also, what change do we make? Also considering that any change we make has to be online with RuneScape free because they also have a dual arena. You know, do we make a change? Then people go there. Do they make a change? Do we go here? So yeah. there has to be some kind of alignment. And then also, you know, as part of the reason why I feel like it's took, taken this long is that, okay, we want, the end result is going to be uh, some kind of replacement content of sorts where people can fight each other. And maybe there's a prize pool, maybe people buy in. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the designs or anything like that. Yeah. But do we wait until that happens because we're quite low on resource right now? Or do we move a bit more uh, quickly with things like placeholder changes, like you know, the, uh, implementing caps? And then, okay, what cap should it be if we want to try and defeat World War Trading, but also we don't have the time to make massive development changes? Let's try and get some data on what that would, on what that could look like. So, um, yeah, I, I've never felt as though we were keeping it because it benefited us. I, I've never felt as though there was that kind of reasoning for it. It was always, it was always more, what do we do with it? Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't think, you know, some people will say, well, it's easy to delete it. But then what you mentioned earlier about, well, it's been in the game so long. Yeah. Do we just, do we just delete it? Um, is that the, definitely the right thing to do? Do we try to preserve it in some way with caps? Maybe we keep the dual arena, but it becomes home to like the dual tournaments of old, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely it's, a lot it's more. It's tricky removing content. Um, I hate that we had to do it for things like Bounty Hunter. Um, yeah, I am a, I am a huge fan of Bounty Hunter. I feel like, I mean, my position on it has always been again. Again, I don't like work for Jagex. I don't know what the actual statistics are and all of this other information that you guys have. But I always felt like the way to keep Bounty Hunter was just to have moderation, to have like paid moderators just go around and banning people that aren't playing the game correctly but i don't know i don't know what you guys would do with bounty hunter i know that's a hunger for pkers they want they want bounty hunter mm -hmm. back i i need to i think like some of the team uh i think he's just spoken about extreme so i'll, I'll throw him because he already said it himself that he wants to bring back like original bounty hunter and then maybe slowly iterate on that yeah uh i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of like squads of paid moderators is bouncing around manually because 
I'd, you know, I'd much rather see more better tooling develops, um, better analysis taking place to automate this type of stuff, maybe making it more restrictive to make accounts and then be able to play in and jump in like that. Because I, I know some players are like, well, even if you had one more jump around, it will deter people. But when there is the prospect of making real world cash, yeah, they're, they're always going to look for a way to get around it because you've got that motivation to do it. That that's what's tough is like bounty hunter generating rewards that are coming mm-hmm. from thin air from killing another player rather than like a boss like revs or not a boss but like an NPC. Like it's just so hard, so hard to get that right because PvP is supposed to be like you kill the person and get their loot. You know? Yep. It's just. I'm not opposed to some loot generation if it's based on something, even if it's, if it's based on like an EP system where you get their loot, but maybe you also get a little bit extra. Uh, just, but don't start like shitting out tons of rewards. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's something else. Yeah, the emblem idea was cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, again, Iron Man exists as well. So Iron Man started be using it. Like, I don't even know. That's, what why, that's why I'm saying. I don't I even know. Like, worlds. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it's just block iron man from doing it <laughs> but you can't have any collection log stuff on it or else then yeah block. then you want to try and incentivize other people doing it so the collection is good and then... <laughs> it's so tough i don't i don't even know how you guys deal with it here's also another thing i never really got to mention um it's you know let's say we did block iron man and then you know based on that uh poll summary blog maybe that's like 20 30 percent of players um and then we want to poll some stuff if they can't, if you know that you can't access this update coming out, you're gonna vote no to it. Yeah. Then do we do we exclude you from the poll? Maybe. Yeah. But I feel like one thing I really dislike about the polling system is that it's tried to make uh, players feel like producers in the sense of, well, if I vote no to this, maybe I'll get something else that I want instead. Yeah. Which is why I'm more of an advocate for let's try and poll a roadmap rather than poll yeah. an update one by one. I think that's good. Yeah, I don't know what your guys' plans are. I mean, I guess you're not working for Jagex anymore, but... No, no, don't care. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'll, be telling, I'll be telling Aiza, as soon as a blog comes out about polling, I'll be texting him like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we are kind of running out of time, but I want to uh, make sure we've covered things that... May, maybe something that uh, we haven't covered that you want to address to the community potentially mm-hmm. i i will there, have there finishing thoughts some... as well but yeah cool i, I could probably raise for you a few uh like choice things i've seen um, go for it uh, so a cold one asked did working for jaggets make you enjoy the game more or less i'm curious how the mixing work and play dynamic worked this is, this is a really good question <laughs> at times it made me enjoy it more at times it made me enjoy it less um I think like fresh from RuneFest weekend where well, I've been able to meet players and, and maybe we've just announced really cool stuff and the player base have really invigorated. I've gone in game enjoying it way more than I have previously because I felt good. I, the people around me felt good. And I've always done a pretty good job of keeping my RuneScape account kind of under wraps and not like my group I is has Sween in the name, but my main account, this just doesn't. Yeah. But I got to see that from like a, almost like a, undercover and uh, that felt great but then like i mentioned earlier when things aren't going so well and the community are in a bit of a, a bit of a rut that's when i just don't want to log in because yeah. I, I just feel it and yeah, it's tough 
Yeah. Um, Knight four one one asks: Is there another game or component of another game that you think old school should take inspiration from? Uh, I feel like we should always look to other games for the way they they approach things. Um, other games have, you know, old school has two raids currently. Third one coming out. Other games have been doing raiding for years, decades. So we should totally look at the way they they do that type of approach yep. to keep it competitive, keep it rewarding, keep it really engaging and challenging. Um, and I, I always look at the way other other studios are, are working, even from like a communications community side of things. So um, when the Gazette was running regularly and we were able to have really re- regular leadership live streams, you know, I was looking at what Final Fantasy XIV were doing with um, bringing their, their director and producer, Yoshida, in front of the players on a really regular basis. And he was just like, you know, yeah, conveying that really top level vision for the game whereas other other studios might just have like a general PR statement about stuff I wanted people to really be able to believe in things so yeah, I, I, I'm always going to look to other games and other professionals in the industry and see what we can do better there I, I think I think Leagues is a really good example too where yes. we were looking at okay seasonal based stuff really cool um, we did like a bit of a tear down into Diablo and the Path of Exile to what makes that you know, so engaging what type of changes we should be looking to make. So I feel like we're always going to keep looking to the way they do things really well. Yeah. I, I always, um, when I play games, particularly online, like live service games, I'm always thinking, oh, this is really cool. How could I, you know, what could we do to bring this into old school? How could yeah. we old school the fire? I think it's good that, you, um, well, now. <laughs> now now you've left so it's not that good but it, it is cool that you uh did have a lot of experience with mmos and stuff so you could kind of have a different vision because i mean i'm i can't even consider myself a gamer i'm just a runescaper <laughs> there, there's people that are gamers and then there's people that are scapers and it's just like this is the game i like you know and there i mean i still do like other games but i mean i prioritize this game over any other game so. You know what? That's that's quite common. I feel like maybe not so much more in the last few years, but even when I joined Jagrix, especially when I played back in 2010 and like 2004, 2006, RuneScape was the only game these people played. Yeah. Um, I think now in more more recent years, like especially as maybe there are more free to play titles coming out, people are picking them up. You know, historically, RuneScape was always like the, the kind of the cheaper MMO to pick up and play. Yeah. Whereas other MMOs have like a big box price, a big sub price. So now more MMOs are becoming more accessible price wise and mm-hmm. you know, people's hardware are getting better. I think it's great that people play more games. Like take a break. You know, if if you're feeling a bit burnt on old school, that's cool. We're gonna be here when you wanna come back again. Um if you know the content isn't really like scratching your itch right now, then take a little break. Yeah. Come back when we've got something that you wanna pay for. Be a, be like a savvy consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything uh, else that you saw that you'd like to address? Uh, I think running through, I've either touched upon some of the things already or we've actually directly answered them. Okay. So all good. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll ask. I I don't. I can't remember if I asked Jmods this or X Jmods this, but I do like to ask my guests to give uh three shout outs to uh anybody in the community really anybody that's uh you know 
maybe people on the team that don't get enough credit or whatnot, but I would like to hear three shout outs from you to uh, anybody in the community really, or anybody on the team. Uh, I want to give a shout out to X mod flippy who I think is now on Twitter as flip to dip. Um, Recently left Jagex. Awesome guy. Really, really talented dev as well. So uh, shout out to, you know, be proud of everything you achieved in old school. And I think you're going to do really cool stuff in the industry for the years to come. And then I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do three more shout outs. Okay. And that's to uh, Aiza, Sani and Light, my old community team. Um, it was heartbreaking. It was so, it was so tough leaving them. Um, I remember when I told them on the call, it was like the, the saddest thing ever. Oh. But... I carry carry on repping the community in like the best way possible and then that's almost my like my indirect shout out to everybody in the community because you've got three great community managers looking after you yeah well uh x mod sween um potentially <laughs> i don't even want to say this because i don't want to put this on you but oh i would love it if you know one day you do come back to jagex uh we'll see what your future holds but seriously it was a pleasure having you on I, f- I still feel like we have so much more to talk about but like and there is that was funny at the start we joked like it won't run for four hours so <laughs> we're going to be really <laughs> but uh no, i've really enjoyed it yeah like i think we could probably go for, for way longer maybe yeah. uh if i come back in the future we'll jump on another one hell yeah okay well um thank you so much guys i hope you enjoyed listening to this one um if you would like to support the Sebe cast the there's a patreon link in the description to directly support and get deleted scenes from some of the episodes and uh yeah we'll catch you in the next one thank you guys for listening planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.